This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Bodine Thompson surprised at scandal after every time he's offloaded to his mates on field, nothing's come of it. In case you needed another reason to hate the guy who played for the Storm, Broncos, Queensland and the Wallabies, welcome back to Twitter, Izzy Falau. I reveal my plan to send the Sharks to Perth so we don't have to listen to their incessant refs vaulting. Plus, we look back at all of the wonderful action from the first week of the finals of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more, this week in Rorts. Welcome to episode 272 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, my man? I am grinning because, you know, the sort of people that are grinners. Fucking Western Sydney and dirtbags. I also have enjoyed many delicious chicken dinners. <laughs> <laughs> but, but given the nature of your Western Sydneyness. Only the brown meat. <laughs> you only buy those packs of fucking dollar forty nine kilo of wings. And not Bryce. <laughs> oh, that dude. Yeah, I mean, like, fuck. I mean, I've like, I like chicken. I like KFC too. So you could, ergo, you could draw a line and to me and say, well, that guy has been responsible for a lot of fucking deaths of chickens. <laughs> I know what you're saying, Bryce. He's killed some brown meat in his time too. Now, <laughs> welcome to you, listeners. Welcome to. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm, th- I'm so glad we're doing this on Wednesday night because it's actually I can actually measure the fact when I actually got over it, and uh, wasn't Tuesday. <laughs> However, Wednesday I feel great. Um, <laughs> Let's go straight to the mailbag without any further ado, um, because, you know, let's not have a three-hour show when there's only four games. That would require a fuckload of crapping on to stretch it out like that. You could do it. That would be like, that would require stretching out. The, I mean, Hope Solo would look at that and go, God damn, that's some stretched out shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome again, you listeners. Google it. So, See, we should have said, like, you know, it would be so stretched out, Hope Solo would say, hey, who left the mirror on the floor? <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like one of those fucking Ripley's Believe It or Not World mirrors that fucking make shit look small. <laughs> More fucked up than it is. Uh, Shana86, he sent us, he sent, he was the first one to send us this. Cambo, Cambo also did as well. The, the NRL tweeted this out. Fucking hell. Rally towels. Oh. I didn't watch the video attached to it, but the one in the thumbnail preview is, is Parramatta Eels. Yes. Have they, are they busting out rally towels for everybody? Or is it just the eels? I don't know. Oh. But those who do not learn from mistakes of oh, history are doomed to repeat them. Pretty much. Do they not understand what happened in the Bronco when the Broncos tried that shit out? Like One of the greatest nights of my life, personally. It's pretty much... Well, I was telling all the Broncos to fuck off the Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, that's... Uh, were the Sharks giving away beach towels or something? Or were they? Wasn't it um, long-time listener 
sexiest voice winner, Aussie Blackwell. Put a photo. I don't fucking know. I saw I saw a picture of him with the the, the other degenerate degenerates, but I know nothing about that towel. Maybe it was a. Oh no, it wasn't a beach towel then. Maybe it was a, a hand towel, and it was just that Kay was holding it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, beach towel for some. Um, rally towels. For Fuck. God's sake, stop trying to make American happen. Really, it does work for them over there for some clubs, for some some franchises especially. But I just stop. You know, don't make trying. Stop trying to make it a thing. Uh, at Claire Emily Bear. Can I just yes in there, though. Your concept's good, but it, it's in the wrong order. You know, um, American sports mm-hmm. give away so much shit. A because there's so fucking many people over there that yep. that go to games. Um, they don't have problems selling out their, their, their no. games, not just the finals. Get people to your fucking games first. Yep, and and then start giving away fucking everything you want. Yep, um, but rally tells us stupid and cursed and Parramatta will now. Bow out of the finals. They will now bear. They will now suffer the consequences. Claire Emily Bear, love the show. Just the thought. Would love to mute the TV and have you guys doing the commentary instead. Go the Broncos. Look, I've we we have had this thought a lot. The problem is, technically speaking, is a latency issue when you're watching TV. I mean, the speed in which the television waves move compared to then if you were on the internet and you know we would be doing it live through the internet presumably and so we'd be behind the action by probably five seconds or ten seconds or enough to, to be you know kind of annoying unless you're doing the Foxtel yeah, IQ thing where you goes, pause it and stop it yeah enough that it goes from the look I suppose if we did that it'd have to be look if you have you listened to when Kevin Smith does his movie reviews yes and it'd have to be tee up yeah, press teed play. up, press play. Here we go, yeah. and it's like yeah, like a commentary track thing. Or if you, you know, if you had Foxtel, and you were doing, you know, you could do the IQ thing where you, yeah, that's you what know, I'm yeah, we then pause it. Yeah, yeah, pause it, and then they and actually, so they're watching it ten seconds behind live or something like that. That would that would probably work. Um, no, fuck yeah, that. Given the fact that we now have the MBN here at the studio, that would put, that would potentially speed things up a little bit. But there's always definitely going to be even even if you try try muting the TV and put the radio on. There's even a there's a latency issue there where radio's slower than um, so. Look, it'd be something to be interested in doing. That happened to me on the weekend though. What's that? My because I watch Foxtel through PS. Yep. Um, and it was about four or five seconds behind live. Yeah. My brother-in-law kept texting me these all caps one word. <laughs> oh, that's what happens to me when I'm watching on the app and like if I'm doing work at the same time I'll have the fucking the app set up here on the on the iPhone on my rudimentary bulldog clip stand that you can see there and uh, I'll have the app set up there and I'll be doing work or whatever and if I've got the Twitter app open yeah. particularly particularly like in that Warriors game when, it was, when, when they were down oh, yeah. and then if I glance up and see Twitter you see people going crazy because it's 30 seconds behind whatever's happening or, you know, 20 yeah. seconds behind. And sometimes if even as the game goes on, it gets more behind. So you have to actually, at half time, I'll make sure I flick the app and then, then put and open it again because otherwise you find that you, you know, you can end up a minute behind by the end, um, which is kind of good in that Warriors game. It was kind of good knowing that, you know, shit was going to be all right before I actually saw it. <laughs> but, but uh but yeah look so so it's it's something i mean you're not the first one to ask and it would be amazing and i'm sure that we would get drunk and make absolute disgrace of it i mean you wouldn't be getting play by play you'd just be getting shit talk it it does 
it does move into actual like professional technology territory. And um Oh not really. We could do it just the same as doing the Twilly, same thing. No, but I'm just saying, you know, there's uh you know, someone works in radio. Yeah. Hit us up. Just yeah. Some non triple M. It's like it houses in a you know, yeah, a facility in which we could broadcast to our people. Put us in a booth. Yeah. Like not something that's just going out to like everybody because that would open us up legally because <laughs> some of the questionable things we'd probably say in the heat of the moment. <laughs> uh, life is just so dangerous. Mm. Uh, but uh, thank you for the suggestion. And if there was some sort of way we could figure it, then yeah, I'd be down. You know what we'll do? We'll just do like on that rugby league live game and we'll yep. just do like a generic, he's in the clear. <laughs> is it? And you can just like, we'll give you an app and you can tap it. <laughs> a soundboard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, at Blue Mountains, yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing the podcast, boys. You're a warm fire against the bleak winter of mainstream NRL media. Thank you, sir. Oh, fantastic. Good to hear from you again, uh, D. Matea. When are we ever going to hear this story from my Saguna '85? Been fucking dropping teasers for two years now. Look, I I I, I fear that the that that story will never see light of day. Is Saguna okay? Look, yeah, it's all perspective, isn't it? <laughs> Is he alive? He's alive. Okay. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He is alive. I can confirm. He shares inspirational stories from the internet many times. Oh, no. Heartwarming, like like a fucking soldier coming home from the Middle East and like his dog sees him and gets all excited and shit and he's crying and stuff like that, that sort of thing. Or like a soldier comes home from the Middle East and like he's like three-year-old daughter or something... You know, he's, he's hiding in a box and she unwraps the box and it's like a present for her birthday and it's a, the dad in there and she's all crying and stuff. Or like... Fuck, I thought that was going to go real dark. Any other permutation of like a soldier coming up from the... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's American Marine shit, you know, like that sort of yeah, thing. No, I know, but That's, you're saying that, you know, a guy comes home from Iraq in a box and he's through the door opens it. <laughs> Chams it up and he's yeah. like, oh my God. What's an IED? Uh, well, fucking Saguna better get to the meetup. Yes. And we'll... Mate, that's the exclusive... Meetup only story. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I want to hear it again too because it was great. And when he tells it, it's even, it's even better because um, he's not, he doesn't. It, the words don't match up with the with the guy involved. Uh, <clears throat> Tool tourists, fucking tremendous output this week. Alpha Ben RL sent us one uh, from the seat of of an aircraft. Uh, a temporary Twill tourist in Dusseldorf, Germany today bit late to finish off last week's pod homeward bound full of schnitzel is that a euphemism we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> beer boy 182 already grumpy from the sharks 2017 exit and now i get a manly fan sitting in front of me on the plane in magaluf Mallorca. well i'm sorry i'm sorry sir how how big a manly fan though i mean that backpack is a kaspersky one so that's we're talking 2015 at the latest <laughs> So they could be a lapsed manly fan. How do you say that? Oh, I don't fucking know. I thought it was Casper Sky. <laughs> really? It's no. Got sky, in it? Well, yeah, I suppose. But I mean, it's a language other than English, so you can't just apply your 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 rigid white Anglo-Saxon values to the to the the word. Serve me okay in the rest of my life. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Back in> Australia. <laughs> Special K online, and as we mentioned, the tour tourist uh, at the footy with my two favourite cuckolds, and that would be uh, 
at uh, Ben Dunn forty three is it and uh, and and Aussie Blackwell, mm. the the man. I mean, you get random random Souths fan at games, but mate, fucking, there's nothing there's nothing, nothing random nothing random about Aussie Blackwell, especially I mean on TV every single Dragons game without fail, and and uh, just fucking mental link with the cunt on a Segway. Oh mate, he's he's putting some Jedi mind tricks on him, saying yeah. you will you will turn the you will pan the camera around to me. Yeah. He's like, I will be, yeah, 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 exactly. Mr. Underscore Wars. And a shout out to Mr. Wars for, uh, for very, for very graciously providing his, uh, primo fucking members seats at Suncorp Stadium mm. for the two of us so that we yeah. may watch the game on Friday night in, admittedly, surrounded by cunts. Yes. But... We're entrenched in the Broncos members section. However, fucking primo seats. I, I got to tell you, um, those people around there are very protective of Mister Wars's seats. Yeah, he was kind enough to give them to another mate of ours. Yeah, a Dragons fan. Yeah, when the Dragons were up. Yeah, um, and they lobbed up. In, who's, who's that? That's Zeb. That's Zeb. Yep. Um, also mates with Toto, but yep. um, they lobbed up in their Dragons gear, and they're sitting down. Yeah, fuck out of these seats. Well, no, he, he said like there was about. 14 times people just checked are you really supposed to be sitting here are you sure you're in the right <laughs> you know that guy who hasn't been here in like years he, we, he, he, he's letting us sit in the seats tonight it's our turn man now this is how I know we're old so this guy in yeah. our younger days yeah I don't know if I've told this story before but got into a fight with someone at a pub okay I don't see him as being to fight and sort really He's not, but he, he can yeah it was when New South Wales used to win yeah um, okay so that got him pretty fucking twisted and he thought that the guy was, you know, making fun of him and yeah. this, 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 this. Um, and the guy was speaking funny and slurring his words. And this so guy it, wasn't fucking... It's kicked uh, off. This guy wasn't a spastic, was he? No. Because <laughs> that's a very dark ending. However, <laughs> um, a, a girl's come running up. Yeah. They're going, stop hitting him, stop hitting him. He's deaf, he's deaf, he's deaf. <laughs> And Zeb's reply... Zeb. Zeb's, no, Zeb. Oh, Zeb. Fuck. <laughs> Zeb, Zeb's reply was, well, you can still see him coming. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um... So he's tempered in his old age, and he politely told those people that, yes, in fact, he was a good friend of Mr. Wars and yep. was supposed to be there. And do the people around know him as Mr. Wars? No. But I'm respecting his... Wars Cognito. Yeah. <laughs> and he sent us anyway, back to the story, he sent us a photograph of a random Souths fan <laughs> on Sentosa Beach, the arse end of Singapore, go home cunt. <laughs> Cattle Dog Blue. Listening to you dribble over Manly in Manila this week. That motherfucker's been overseas for months. He's selling drugs. Stand yeah. in Newcastle. Cattle Dog Blue's incognito busted Chris Houston. <laughs> Uh, our mate Sean Diveny, short stack. He's uh, tweeted with his verified fucking blue tick lardy da. Oh. You guys can fuck right off with your blue tick hate. Love your work. Expecting an interesting app next week when the eels smash the storm. Well, that didn't quite end out the way you thought, but you know they tried very hard and did very well. Yes, so you should be proud of them. Mm. Um, uh, thank you, sir. And uh, I'm not saying anything bad because, you know, as I said on Twitter to you, the, the fucking blue tick Illuminati probably get us fucking blocked 
off Twitter, kicked off, reported and kicked off Twitter mm. if we say anything. Uh, you know f- what I want to know? What's that? Are there factions within those with a blue tick? Mm. Or is it just, you know... Can a blue tick call another blue tick a cunt without getting um, yeah. banned for 12 hours or whatever? Does that hours? just turn into a fucking tick measuring contest? It turns out some sort of, like, yeah, some tickception thing where yeah. it's just like... It's <laughs> Twitter just goes down. That's when the fail whale comes out. <laughs> <laughs> a fridge too far. Someone needs to give this week in league a bad review. It's been too long since the deep dive into a negative reviewer's private life. Okay, let's get too too old, too 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 much fucking uh, too little free time for that sort of shit. Deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, some deep cuts. But we did get a bad review this week. Well, not a bad review. It was like a just like like less fucking effusive review <laughs> with some constructive criticism. Um, one eye tiger underscore. Jay was even sagoonering the spelling of Subway. The poor guy sounded cooked and in need of a Snickers. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was uh, driving down the uh, street. I think it was down um, the main. Uh, seaside down at Redcliffe there where there's a subway and uh, I saw someone an employee walking down the street with their subway shirt on but with like another incognito jacket over the top of it and then I see like just a little bit of the text poking out in between and it did fucking catch my eye I can't lie it did catch my eye a little bit I would fucking love if that was a thing now if you see someone in a subway shirt <laughs> go, go tigers in decline no just get, take photos with them or of them yeah. and start hashtagging it to a nation <laughs> That's going to totally happen now, too. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Please respect people's privacy if they don't want to have their photo taken. Nah, just do it. And no, we will not provide a fucking downloadable waiver <laughs> waiver form for you to utilise in this situation. <laughs> uh, this week, you've been primary. Once again, thank you to the boys from at Super League Pod. Again, uh, for their report and uh, and thanks for their support through the entire year uh, as I've said it a thousand times if you're not following at Super League Pod on Twitter well I can't I can't really force you to I mean that would be you know, yeah, that wouldn't be the thing to do but follow them listen to their podcast uh, and give them a fucking review and not a negative one either in the iTunes store thank okay. you take it away boys Now then, lads, Tom and Mark here from the Super League pod, ready to bring you your weekly update on all things Northern Hemisphere this week in Pomeroy. And we begin on Thursday night in Wakefield, where Trinity faced off against Justin Holbrook's St. Helens side, with both sides still chasing the elusive top four finish. It was the visiting Red V that came out on top, thanks to a late score from Johnny Lomax. It finished 18-14 to the Saints, with the highlights being a superb try for Wakefield's Bill Tupu, and Saints' Alex Wormsley leaving the field early to be present at the birth of his daughter. And then on Friday night, league leaders and champions Asterix Castleford Tigers asserted their dominance over the rest of the league with a 38 points to 24 win over second placed Leeds Rhinos. Cast with 30 points to 6 up at half time before Leeds made more of a fist of things in the second half and this was Cass's 8th straight victory over the Rhinos and it came thanks to tries from ex-Brisbane Bronco Greg Eden a brace from Benny Roberts and some serious kicking off the boot of Luke Gale For Leeds, Matt Parcell continues to be exceptional but the Rhinos need to figure out their Cass hoodoo if they're going to stand a chance of lifting any silverware this year Meanwhile, over in Hull, your world champion Wigan Warriors came to town and served up a 
spiteful affair, which saw both sets of players going at each other hard in the opening passages, and with referee Robert Hicks struggling to control the two fired-up teams. Eventually, a contentious red card saw Hull's Liam Watts leave the field and had a big advantage to Wigan. Up by two at half-time, the Warriors were able to press home their advantage to build the lead that would prove insurmountable despite a late flurry of tries from Hull in the second half. Man of the people, Anthony Gelling, was in tremendous form with two tries as Wigan's Italian stallion Oliver Gildar also impressed. Ultimately, the lack of numbers told for Hull, who now slip behind Wigan in the overall league standings. And in the final game of the weekend, saw Salford Red Devils arrest their slide down the league with a nine-try display against the Huddersfield Giants. It finished 52 points to 14 to the men from Salford, who will count tries from Ben burdock Masilla and a brace from the beast Manu Vatuvai amongst the highlights for this one. For Huddersfield, the season is now well and truly over, and planning must begin for Rick Stone ahead of the 2018 season. Into the qualifiers and Hull KR secured their return to Super League for 2018 after beating Widnes Vikings 12-6 in East Hull. Warrington ensured they would be joining the Robins after taking their time to dispatch Lee Centurions 32-20 at the Halliwell Jones. London kept their slender promotion hopes alive with a 36-14 victory over winless part-timers Halifax and Catland Dragons mustered a 26-12 win over Featherstone Rovers down in the south of France. So all that means that in the Super 8s, Cass and Leeds remain in the top two on 48 and 36 points respectively but Wigan move up into third on points difference from Hull FC in fourth with both teams on 31 uh, with two rounds left to play behind them are Wakefield in fifth on 30 Saints sit in sixth on 29 points Salford have 28 and Huddersfield are bringing up the rear on 25 points and in the qualifiers, Hull KR's promotion means there will be a Super League team relegated in 2017. Warrington and Hull KR top the qualifiers on 10 points each, with Witness in third on 6 points, but only ahead of Catalans and Lee Centurions on points difference, with those two sides currently occupying the million-pound game places. London are in sixth on three points and need to be perfect if they're going to keep their promotion hopes alive, whilst part-timers Bev and Halifax make up the bottom two. Okay, on Facebook this week, I have to give a shout-out. Well, it's, it's like a it's a cross between a shout-out. Like, I want to acknowledge that I received the, the message that he sent. Craig, who is the owner of the Ram and Robbo's team. Yes. You may recall his friend Robbo, a loose unit. Um, look, he's fucking fucked in the head, right? <laughs> this Robbo. Let me tell you about this Robbo. Hey, do, do we preface this for new listeners with where they work, where they're located? They're over, they're over west in in like in a mine, right? They're fucking blue sky mining, pulling shit out of the ground. Yep, and and uh, that, that shit, you know, when you know, when you're under the ground like that, it clearly messes with your brain. Mm. And Robbo is is like the fucking patient zero of the shit, right? <laughs> he said, he said. <laughs> Months ago, he sent me like so many Snapchat fucking videos that he you know took out and embedded in Facebook in the DM of Robbo just with filters on, just being a fucking loose unit, right? So anyway, this week he sends us one and says, "Look, you know, look a long time or whatever." And um, I don't know where Goldman Lookout is, so if you know anything about Western Australia or national parks and things, this is where they were. And you know when you go to like to. Uh, like a lookout or like bushwalking trail or whatever there's like such and such lookout two kilometers that way fucking something blah blah, blah three kilometers that way Robbo's got some sort of snapchat filter on his face like you know like his head's like misshapen like an alien and he's basically I couldn't quite make out what he was saying because it was like one of those filters where it puts like a you know fuck your voice up as well like a bee or something yeah and he's like th- there's two signs 
there's this something this way and something that way. In between the two signs, you know, they put like a paling or whatever to separate them, and there's yeah. like an inch between them. So he's basically he's fucking the. <laughs> Oh god! He's got the Franken beans in between the two fucking things, fucking the thing. And so, like, I, I wanted to say thank you know, like, I, I can't say thanks for saying. I, I, I acknowledge that you sent it. Um, <laughs> dude, these Jesus! And if you're ever around Goldman Lookout, <laughs> don't ever touch that sign. <laughs> Never, don't do that. I don't know where it is, but I don't want to go there. So maybe someone tell us where it is so I don't ever go there. <laughs> oh, man. Robbo, you cooked, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> do they not have sponges and rubber gloves? I'm trying to lines? understand what he's saying, right? And then, I'm, and then I notice he's, you know, doing the, he's doing the hip motion while he's saying it. And then, then so my eyes, then I'm like, oh, is that? Because there's a filter on it, so you can't see particularly what it is. But it's clearly skin coloured. Down, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, wow. This is this is not like this is uh, this is not what we're about. Don't send us uh, don't, send, don't send us news. Don't send us Snapchat news. You know what? That like they're at the forefront of fucking. World hottening. This is, I, I tell you, it's, that, that's some Gronk of the Year fucking play right there, though. I mean, yeah, there's people that have said some ridiculous shit on the tweet machine to us, but... Yeah, yeah fucking a wilderness sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking directions at a national park. <laughs> and then sending, just doing that alone, yeah. you know, okay, whatever. But then... <laughs> uh, memberships, there's like two left, I think on the site go get them and I think there's probably about the same for the undefeated shirts uh, that are left um, now grand final day meetup if you intend to come to the meetup on grand final day this is not compulsory but it'd be very very helpful <coughs> if you would um, assist us in finalising the venue now to do that we basically need to know it's not like there's going to be a list on the door or anything like that you know of, of names on the day but we just need to make sure that numbers are under a certain yeah. amount to you know for the venue we've got two venues we're looking at yep one of them holds a certain amount of people the other one holds double and and then and, some and then some yeah and what we don't want to happen is to go the smaller one to have a more intimate experience and then to have heaps more people lob up yep. and that means people have got to be fucking downstairs in a bar or away and, yep, yep. you know, pe- some people don't have a good time. So if you're going to come through... And likewise, we don't want it to be, we don't want to have like a Titans fucking home game either where there's like this big, big ass venue with like, you know... Yeah, that's it. So Fewer people, you know. So. I was going to say, it would be like, you know, the, the Roosters fucked the Titans and the baby was raised by Hope Solo. But, <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Where is the link? Where can they find this stupendous... Go novel? to thisweekinleague.com and go to the show notes for this very episode that you're listening to. It'll be like the most recent post on the site, episode 272. And uh, you can go to 271 if you want because there's links on there as well. You'll see in the show notes that there's a, a link and it's just simple RSVP thing. You just put your name in to say, yeah, you're going. And it gives you the opportunity, I think, to add more people. If, like, if, you're, if you know you're going with a couple of people, you can add them in there yeah. as well. Um... And really, I mean, if you if you put your email in, we'll be able to send you more details about what we're going to do on the day and everything like that as they become available when we book the venue. But I mean, obviously, we're going to release them on the show as well. So, but um, just to put it out there, the day will cost you nothing more than you drink. Yep. So it's not, you know, we're not charging you. 
Yeah, we're not charging or anything to get in. It's not going to be ticketed or anything like that. Um, fantastic last year that there were a bunch of people who aren't on any sort of social media interacting. Yes. yes. Um, that were fresh meets. Yep. You know? Yep. Hadn't met them before. So, and there's going to be the same this year. There's loads of people who've emailed, like people who bought membership for the first time this year who emailed, like, you know, fuck, we, you know, you know, from Brisbane or whatever, like, you know, we bought tickets already for the grand final. Yeah, it's all set. Did. We're going down. We come to the meetup, blah, blah, blah. Good stuff. So, um, yeah. So get in there. Yeah. And it's just basically just to, to help us out because we want to finalize the venue sort of like end of next week at the latest, right? At the very latest. At the very, so, so we basically just need to know as soon as we can so we, you know, don't make a horrible mistake with our. With our choice, I guess. Although, fuck it, if nobody does and we miss the venue, I'll just book Panthers. Ugh. No one's going all the fuck out the Panthers. It's a fucking world of entertainment. Yeah, apparently. I, I, I heard they lost like five... What was it, the club? They spent how much money to fucking fight AFL in the West and they lost like five million dollars or something? Ah, oh, we'll get to that in news. Yeah. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh, do you really want to talk about financial shit? Oh, um, day. Now, that's your fucking day job, man. This should be your fucking holiday. Stay away from that shit. <laughs> Panther money, man. <laughs> also, as we said earlier in the year, we're going to do a members-only thing on the Saturday night before the grand final. Mm. So the night before the, the meet-up. So if you're a member, you'll get an email about that one. It's going to be low-key, you know, save yourselves for the fucking, for the main... You've got to save yourself for the grand final, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, it's just going to be low-key thing. But I was thinking, and this thought only struck me this, this afternoon when I was thinking about it. Panthers. No. Fuck. It will also be central. Also. But I'm thinking that at that occasion, we may actually be polling the members to uh, assist us in coming up with the finalists for categories in the Twillies. So the the members get dibs on... So we can basically say, look, we're thinking about this. So the, these, these are the, the categories. For example, yeah. this is the fullback of the year. And, you know, we're thinking, you know, the, you know this guy, that guy, you know, they're the ones, is there anyone, you know, and, you know, get an idea of, you know, if they want to pull someone out of left field and everyone goes, yeah, let's do that guy. Then, you know, we're going to give a bit more feedback, a bit more input this year. To the members. To the members in terms of, because it also yeah. fucking takes a load off a little bit for us. Because, I mean, you get to that week before the Twillies and, you yeah, know, the grand, the grand final's gone, gone and, the, yeah. the, and you're just like, you know, that's kind of feels like the end of the season. And realistically, you know, I don't know what it was like with you and Glenn, but last year it was like, you know, you were like Tommy Turbo and I'm like Moylan. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Fluffy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's when in the Glen era, I mean, people remember we used to have like a blatant joke. Mm. But like there were three legit ones or four or five legit ones, and then there was one blatant, you know, like Scott Minto level joke. Yeah, and then in people. The, started but the thing was, that was usually the Tigers guy. People always, yeah, <laughs> something enough is good. Yeah, that's true too. Well, I mean, you know, the RLPA can't be wrong, can they? Fucking that bunch of cunts. Finally, it's a lot of fucking membership, but finally, uh, we're going to the Broncos Panthers game. So. Come to Hotel LA for a drink beforehand. Uh, we'll probably be in the same place as last time when we had a meet-up. Um, so if you remember, Ho- Hotel LA, when you walk in the front door, there's like a bar. There's that first room with the bar in it, and we'll be down the other end of the bar, not the door end, the other end. That's probably a reasonable spot to say. Look for ch- look for twill gear. And like, yeah, I'll probably get in there by about six, I reckon. I'll so, be, yeah, I'll, I'll be coming straight from So you'll be there from work, like... But I'll... F- 
Well, you'll catch you straight from work, though. I mean, yeah, I'll take the rest fault scarf or something. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. La- it's gonna be like that fucking last meetup where you turned up like, <laughs> like right at the end when when the game was sorted. <laughs> hey, Cleary's bitch. Yep. Um, so yeah, come down and uh, yeah. Know, there's, I know there's a lot of guys that we that haven't been to a meetup before that I've seen on Twitter. They've tweeted us talking about going to the game. So if I can come down beforehand, the game doesn't start till eight o'clock. So you got plenty of time. And you know, you really you want to sit in the stadium and. Paid twenty dollars for some fucking red rooster? No, of course not. No, fuck not. I mean, I had some fucking beers, bitches. Yeah. Um, biggest tiger. I had a shout out to the biggest tiger. I mean, I shout him out every week because he's he he really is just the just the the biggest human. He like to maintain his incognito status. He's he's got himself like with the, the ref's fault scarf on around his shoulders, standing between turned turned away from the camera, standing between Gaz and and Kevy on the Fox telecast. <laughs> on the screen he's got the screenshot he's actually the, there the ref's fault but fuck you gotta I mean it's tough. It's not like the one that fucking Trotters did like l- the year before last or something where he's got the scarf out literally just walking behind like Hindy or whatever you yeah. can just see it brilliantly but I understand I respect that um, the, the, the biggest tiger wants to maintain his incognito status to the, the larger world um, I think it's pretty shit that with all my tax dollars going towards it that's the best that someone that works for ASIO can do to try and hide his fucking identity yeah that's true too I mean, they've got the technology. Uh, Frogmore, he's uh, congratulations. He won the the reserve grade field hockey league in which he plays, and he's uh, he said you can keep your asterisk undefeated reserve grade champs. Hashtag all we do is win, and he's wearing the hoodie with the trophy. Hey. So congratulations, sir. Um, winning what is no doubt a very meaningful competition. This board is meaningless. Although I played hockey when I was at school, but you know it's pretty fun. But I was more of like the I was like the ice hockey enforcer on the field hockey team. <laughs> Many young young children from fucking Wavell Heights went home without shins on those days. Let me tell you. Sir. <laughs> News. Okay, so things we uh, will not be talking about in any detail this evening. The um, Prime Minister's 13. <laughs> really? I saw people getting heated on Twitter. Yeah. Why? Who cares? It's just the fucking... It's a nothing thing that, you know... It's good for some young dudes, you know, to, to have like a repish sort of thing going down. And yeah. it's a World Cup year. I mean, they could theoretically stake their claim, for, you know, because obviously Australia will have like a, a larger squad, you know, cause, and, and play some, yeah. trot some guys out in the easy games, like yeah. when they play New Zealand and stuff. So, you know, Look, why for, not give those guys those, a chance? For those guys who've got to run, I, I think it's important for them. Yep. You know, um, Mal's obviously got a very good relationship with a lot of the Queensland Origin players. Yeah. He knows them. Yeah. And, and he knows how they train, how they prepare, yeah. how they play. He doesn't need to see those guys in well, action. The, these guys, it, it's not so much... I don't think the Prime Minister's team is, is a you know massive uh, goal for anyone. No. <laughs> not diminishing the, the green and gold jersey um, or the, the challenge in playing PNG, but I, I think the biggest opportunity for them there is to forge a relationship yeah. with the Australian coach yep. Yep. and show him... Their level of professionalism. They're up to it, and uh, yeah, and which makes which makes the uh, the 
the selection of Josh Dugan hilarious when you talk, when you talk about that. But anyway, yeah, so we, we're not talking about that. I mean, great. Congratulations, everyone involved. I hope you do well. The PNG side will actually be weakened, I think, because the, the Hunters are doing so well and they're straight. They won the final against Redcliffe on the weekend, which uh, puts them directly into the grand final. Yep. And so now Redcliffe will play somebody else, I think, for the other slot in the grand final. So mm. fucking great for them. But I think that means that the, the Hunters will probably be fucking a little bit... cruel. How cruel. Redcliffe would have thought they had this in the bag this year when Benji came to the Bronx. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they planned all their attack around, you know, just everyone standing on the sideline waiting for the fucking passes that go over everyone else's head. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, I mean, even all the, you know, the, the ferocious aspect of that, the, the, the fucking home-invading terrorist, Matt Lodge. <laughs> brought to the side obviously he's telling his PNG guys like yeah tonight's the night they're dying they're like fuck what you know it's Tuesday is it like we get yeah, <laughs> that all the time mate <laughs> they just all start looking around and going where are the compound fences <laughs> what's keeping you safe yeah where's your panic room <laughs> yeah that is crazy over there though the security mm. I had a mate um, mate's dad who used to play for Parramatta and he went over to PNG to coach rugby league. And the stories they tell this compound and like the panic room they had in their house and everything, mm-hmm. and they couldn't do shit. Like, it's amazing. Man, you- helicopter, helicopter from the airport into the compound after you flew over there. And you know that there is a, a very, very close fan of the show and gentleman dear to both our hearts who has done a lot of work over in PNG. Yeah. Um, and he uh, ran into Corey Oates. Yeah. Over there, and he said Corey was like agitated and you know just scattered and all like just couldn't calm down it was like you know he, he was just overstimulated from all the, the the new things flooding through his system over there so you know it can be scary for first times <laughs> now uh, the, we're not going to talk about the New Zealand Warriors you know Bodine Thompson scandal because what a fucking stupid I don't even have to mention what the story is, is about it's just what a stupid fucking story and after such a week of football in the finals and everything I understand that the media people need to run shit. I, I, I get, I get it. They need to have a story, but why wouldn't you stash that till Christmas? Plenty going on. You don't, you don't need it. Yeah, true. Um, so thankfully, it's kind of you know lost and washed away by you know the final stuff. Well, you know what? So the thing that pissed me off most is that at, at its heart, all it is is a custody thing or a, a child support mm-hmm. thing. Yep. And I, I would say that there are plenty of those matters much more fucking deserving. Uh, yeah, it of seems some like media airtime. This seems, well, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's the second time this year that, you know, the players have extorted for $50,000 or attempted. Yeah, but, so. um, you know, someone, mm. someone much maligned, nipping the bud or whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the, the, the end of the story is the, the, the player has, has appeared to have done, well, okay, there was probably like some sort of team protocols in terms of like, you know, meeting chicks you know, in hotels, you know, games, blah, blah, blah. However, other than that, the the, the actual complaint shit that she's got, like, nothing. And this whole boys fucking club thing for rugby league is, is ridiculous. I mean, if a, if, if someone willingly enters into a scenario... If a penthouse model said, you know, to any young man who was that way inclined... Yeah. Well, why is that a rugby league thing? You know? Yeah, and if she's and and if she's down to entertain him and his and three of his closest so it friends, was a, it was apparently consensual. Yep, two consenting adults. Well, that was wasn't it like five? 
Yeah, uh, so I'm talking about the, the kid again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, uh, there's like five consenting adults. No implication whatsoever of any sort of, you know, yeah. Yeah, coughs harbour sort of behaviour. So regardless of all this, fucking mainstream NRL media, mm-hmm. have a good fucking long hard look at yourself. I've, I've, I've got words for the mainstream NRL media coming up anyway. Okay. Because the thing we will talk about is this fucking ref's fault situation. Oh, it's not horrible. Now, Abhorrent. Greenberg came. Greenberg came out with his fucking thing, and then you know, there's a, a segment of people that's like, "Oh my god, what strong leadership!" No, this is just him being just reactionary and 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 fairly condescending as well, and papering over pretty much everything in his house, and while trying to throw the blame on everything, and particularly like just dumping the blame like on coaches, which is just fucking ridiculous. There's definitely like a ref. I mean, if you've been on, maybe it's worse if you're like on Twitter like us. I think it probably is. If you weren't on social media at all, I don't think the ref's fault thing would be so. It, would so, it wouldn't really affect your life so much. I reckon you'd see I'll, it like you know I'll every let other you go week. And I will fucking knock that shit on its head. <laughs> you probably in your day to day life though don't see a lot of it, other than unless you know what you read in the paper and and so forth. Watch on the television. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing too. Those conferences. I mean, you see the bits of them played on on news reports and stuff. Yeah. But fucking, I would love to know the viewership of those. I imagine it would be minute. I mean, I've only ever watched about six in my life. I neglected my kids to wait for Barrett's. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, and that's and I only ever watched. I only watched that after the fact. Usually, I don't watch them unless something happens in them, and then I go back and watch it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not sitting around for 20 minutes or so. But the, the thing is with the, the... A quick interjection there. The reason I don't f- usually fucking watch them yeah. is because the NRL are that fucking antiquated that they don't have any of the reporters mic'd up or, or even the fucking Phil Donahue microphone that they can pass around to whoever's talking. That's that's what the UFC do in the press conferences there. I mean, they, you, you basically... So, you put your hand up... Yeah. And then there's the, the representative of the PR company who's who's running the, the thing. Mm-hmm. They will literally, when it's your turn, they'll walk around and they'll hand you a fucking mic. You ask your question, hand the mic back. Yep. So what you, what you end fine. up doing is you hear the coach give an answer yep. to something that you didn't fucking hear. You're straining to figure out the context. Exactly. Of the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like sometimes you can, you're trying to strain to hear the actual question being, you know, unamplified question being asked. Usually unsuccessful. And most coaches um, just go, "Oh yeah, yeah, that was." I was pretty happy with that. Fucking what come? Yeah, like, I don't. You, you, I mean, coach, you need to do your media training and rephrase the question, and in, in the in the in the process of giving your answer. So you know, us dummies at home that you know, don't yeah. have fucking super hearing, you know, so we can figure it out. But I think that the the coaches are far down the list of who's who the problem is. The number one problem for this refs fault thing is the commentators. That's number one on the list for me. I don't, I don't care who you are and how above it you, you, you know, that it's like <laughs> it's everybody is influenced by what the commentators say. Yep. I don't care who you are and how above it you think you are. It's just you, you're fucking not. You know I mean, you just you're just not one bit. I I watch without volume. 90% of the time yeah, because man, games start at 8 o'clock yep. when I'm putting my son to bed and we usually fucking having a chat and everything and watching the footy um, on the app on my phone and then he crashes out and I don't want to wake him up so the volume goes down to one fucking bar where you can't really hear it and I'm watching like that and you know I'll, I'll chill there for like 20 minutes or something like yeah. that watching it and then usually I come downstairs you know someone else will be watching something else and like, so I'll just sit on the couch with no fucking volume so I, I don't know a lot of the time 
you'll see people blowing up on Twitter, and I don't know what they're blowing up yeah. about because because you don't hear about the commentators incessantly yep. fucking ranting about it. Um, UFC is a fucking prime example of this as well. Like Joe Rogan, he's a ma- like I love Joe Rogan, but he's a massive fucking problem because he's very emotional and he's got his biases, and he will carry on about a referee's decision, or he will carry on about. A fighter, some of the fighters doing, or if it's a fighter that he, you know, not if he has a relationship with them, but a fighter that he likes their style or whatever, he'll call the fight in his way, where it's only calling what that guy's doing. And if you're listening to him, you think that the other cunt hasn't landed anything, you know. And it's, you know, but they can, and it's exactly the same sort of thing with this. And I mean, like, if you don't know what you're talking about, or if you don't know, you know, you can get very, you get very influenced by it. I've seen people mm. all the time. Um, the commentators, something happens in the fifth minute and they're fucking still crapping on about it and they bring it up at half time, they bring it up at full time and they just never fucking... Sh- and they and like people like Gus Gould and everything, oh, no, yeah. Just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the worst for it, um, in my opinion, but, you know, there's probably others who are very bad offenders as well. Um, but I, I feel that like he tries to rope other people into it as well. Like, he'll rope, you know fucking fiddler into you know try and see what he's you know yeah. and it becomes this big story yeah it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> secondly on the list ahead of coaches still is the media the first part of the media is the NRL media and with the NRL enforcing that coaches and captains front a press conference like you know 20 minutes after a game under the pain of being fined I don't have a problem with press conferences. However, the media that sit in the press conferences they're not restricted at all in the questions that they that they're allowed to ask and uh, the coaches, however, are very restricted in the answers that they can give. And uh, once again, you know, obviously under the pain of being heavily fined. And I just think that the immediate, if the if they don't want the whole ref's fault thing, there's two sides to it. The coaches and the media, stop, that's, stop that as your only line of questioning. Yeah. The coaches, you're going to have to do the Marshall and Lynch thing that he did um, towards the end of his career with the Seahawks in the NFL. He didn't front up to a press conference. He got fined. They get fined severely. Like, you know, let's say it was 25 grand, which is a lot for not just making yourself available for a press conference. So then all his press conferences from that day on, he fronted up as he was supposed to. And every question he got asked, no matter what it was, his reply was exactly the same. Like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. How do you feel about blah, 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 blah? I'm just here so I don't get fined. So, so he's he's basically a the, the, uh, better dressing Darius Boyd. And but, but the thing is though, he stopped being required to go to press conferences after yeah, a pretty short time. Um, and so I think I think that uh, the, the the media have their part to play, but in the press conference situation as well, the the coaches are gonna they're always going to be forced to be there under under the threat of being fined if they don't. So I think they've just got to. I mean, it's I know it's hard, but they've just going to have to just say no comment, just play everything, and just make it just so boring and yeah. unnewsworthy for a journalist to ask that question that they actually have to be forced to ask real questions about it's, real shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Thirdly, still ahead of the coaches, the media after the game, the fucking articles, news yeah. media, fucking print media. The next day, I was I was talking to you like in a DM, but it wasn't it wasn't fucking Sky News. It was Channel Nine. It was from the ga- the night before the game. Turned yeah. the TV off, went downstairs, turned it on in the morning, and like the weekend Today Show was on. And I was just sitting at the table, just building some Lego. And you know, you hear when they do the news cycle thing, where like every half an hour or whatever they do the headlines. Yep. And or every hour or whatever it is, and they go through the, the regular headlines, mm-hmm. and then they, and then they do the sports headlines. And for fucking three hours, it's fucking manly were <laughs> manly robbed. And I was like. Well, this is fantastic, but at the same time, I'm like, "Yeah, wow, that's a really fucking strong like 
that's a strong opinion you're going through. There. You're not saying like you know such and such won this and such and such scored this point. You're just like the only story yeah. was fucking robbed. Like and I was and I'm not fucking exaggerating it or any. I mean they were literally saying they were robbed. It got worse as the morning went on. They started out was like you know suffered some controversial blah blah, and then it's like and then it ends up into straight up robbery. Like, mm-hmm. God damn man. So. These motherfuckers also a problem. Also ahead of the coaches. Then I've got fourth on my list. Then the coaches. So look, I have no problems if they do what Trent Barrett did and say like, in his opinion, there was incorrect decisions and the process by which the decisions were arrived at, you know, could be improved and things like that. That's fine because he was talking about the decisions and how the decisions were made. What he wasn't talking about was the referees themselves. He wasn't implying anything about like that there was bias and he wasn't, you know denigrating the integrity of the officials and things um and i've got no problem with that however ricky stewart's the first one to come to mind but i mean you know don't get me wrong flano is the win he's the winner for 2017 for the best spray yeah like by far but i think ricky stewart probably owns like two through six you know on that top 10 chart for the season because he like flano is one of the ones that comes up and talks about bias and getting 47 texts from people saying <laughs> saying that they got yeah, fucked but, by the referees see that's the thing though <laughs> Like rank, ranking that, yeah, is is like, you know, ranking your jack offs when your family go out for the day. <laughs> how does one cry? Do, how, well, how, saying, how do you quantify you know, those though? Uh, one and two, <laughs> three to seven. Really? Can you differentiate them? <laughs> At some point, they all played. <laughs> You know, unless you're, unless you're actually filing them under which particular category you've got open, and you're just a mix of tears and Kleenex and blood and regret. Blood? How are you doing it? Well, maybe post four. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, like you know, you can't talk about bias and you can't like talk about integrity. And like, I don't blame, I don't necessarily blame them for it because, especially with the Flanagan one, it's an emotional. It's like it's an emotional time at the end of the year. You've spent, you've dedicated a year to training and you know investment of your your life and you know your your singular focus on on this one thing, and it's come to an end and everything like that. Fuck emotion. That cunt wrote a list. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But you know why? Because he got the spray in the in the. He corridor. was in the corridor. He was yeah. in. The, he was in. The, he was in the tunnel. Absolutely fucking going off his nut. Apparently. Yeah. And then he was told, that, you know, do not carry that attitude into the fucking press conference. And so he's gone away. And then you know, for the next twenty minutes, he's written down yeah. everything. And, and then that's why he came in and he read the thing. But I mean, to be forced into those situations right after the game. And to be, and you know, I mean, he wasn't asked questions because he didn't give people a chance to do it. He just fucking launched into his list straight away. But I mean, it's I, I understand it's tough to bottle it up. And the NRL and the media, they want passion and emotion and honesty out of the coaches, but they yeah. won't provide them the avenue in which to to do it because you know, obviously the media they they want that fucking story. They want the. Can blow-ups. I tell you? Here's where I see that. I I see this as just so many fucking false flags. Yeah, and I agree with everything you're saying. I'm still not finishing the list oh, no, of who's sorry, to blame, okay. though. The fans. Well, look, just b- before I fucking dismiss this like <laughs> a girl child in China. <laughs> please finish. The fans. You know what? Fans are annoying cunts <laughs> at the best of times. Uh, I love Tour Nation, but I mean, in any given week, everyone, unless you're the biggest tiger, <laughs> everyone is going to have their fucking moments. <laughs> Like it happens, and um, and like biggest tiger. I mean, you know, becoming rugby league's mother Teresa. I mean, he got there like any fucking you know humanitarian from suffering like you know 
but, but being beaten down repeatedly by his own team's lack of achievement. Yeah, so, I mean, to the extent that he developed an excellent character. He's been, yeah. he's been lobotomized. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, and, yeah, and, and, and so he... he, he he developed an excellent character through suffering, but didn't go to the stage of being a professional victim like Eels and Knights fans and stuff yep. like that. Um, so, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but all those things, all of those five things on the list have to change. Yes. Um, but you know what else has to change? Quality refereeing. And I understand it's difficult to be perfect. And, you know, it's probably an unachievable goal to be perfect, but it should, but it should be the goal. Mm. Um, it should be very achievable to eradicate game-changing or ending decisions, though. I mean, I think I don't think anyone would be too perturbed if they missed, like, a knock-on here or there, you know. But if it falls in general sort of play, I don't think people dwell on it too much. But um, this goes back to, like, in my work, you know, this is what I do with clients as well, but the fans, the fans have to choose what they fucking want. This is the problem. They need to come down, They can need to come to a decision about what they want. Yeah. Now, the NRL, they wanted to review things more. People complained about the time it took. So now they have the ref centered upstairs with a ruling, and then we get these situations where you know it feels like every game where it's like either unclear or wrong, or you know enough contentiousness to it that they go the bunker just go fucking I don't know, and then they yeah. just go based on what's you know what the original thing was from the ref, and then which you know basically they have enough contentiousness that it fuels all the shit you know above, and here we fucking go again. Yep. So if I'm watching a game, and it takes a solid five minutes of chicken time to get a proper verdict that's actually correct, then I'm fucking all for it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm all for it. The network can put more ads in. They can make more money. You know, the bunker, the bunker is the right idea, 100%. Keep it going, but just give them the power to actually take their time and the resources if they don't have it to actually make proper decisions. I mean, you look at something like the NFL. They review fucking everything. Yeah. Like every scoring play goes through the full review, and sometimes it takes a fucking it takes a couple of minutes. But when I think of the NRL, oh, sorry, the NFL. It's. I mean, there's some. There's, there's. There's. They've got their own obstruction rule, like the pass interference thing. That can get a little bit subjective, and it's and it's the one thing that can't be reviewed. But I do. I, I do feel like there's. I can't remember any absolutely game changing clangers since oh, a couple of years ago. There was a there was a, a Seahawks versus Green Bay game where there was a. It was uh, a guy um, intercepted it in the end zone when it was going for a touchdown, and the the wide receiver kind of reefed it out of his hands and took it. So it was actually an interception. The guy hit the ground, but then the guy ripped it out of his hands, and they gave a touchdown for it. It was, it was these uh, substitute referees at the time, okay. and it was this fucking huge thing. That is kind of like that, which got the kind of uproar like the last weekend in the NRL. But that's like the last time I can remember it. I cannot remember a fucking time like in this years. That was a couple of years ago, yeah. and before that. Fuck, man. I don't know. I forget. So, here's the thing. Again, it's... Everything you've said is is fantastic, and we've had this discussion before, where the bunker should be allowed to to intervene on far more than it does. Yeah. And I understand that the NRL, the rugby league is not not a a game that's that's played in in sequences that stops, and then they can go like a fucking, you know, and then... I get that, but I mean, there's definitely the ability. I mean, you and I sit watching a game, and we're like, you know, fucking what, you know that, and then so clearly the the, the bunker could do that and yep. and whatever. But I mean, when when I'm doing um, when I'm doing uh, like yeah you know, the web design jobs, I'll tell the clients like if I feel like if I get the feeling that they're like they're probably you know sensitive to like 
the budget or whatever, I'll tell them. I say like it's. I'll, I'll give them the thing. It's an equilateral triangle, and each of the points is like you know you got time mm. on one, cost on one, and quality on the other. Mm. And so you can pick whichever one of those you want. Mm. I don't care if you want. If you want to pick the time and make it super fast, it's going to cost you. And you're probably not going to get the fucking all the bells and whistles because there's no time. You know, you want the you know you want the bells and whistles. That's fine. It's going to take a long time. It's going to cost a lot. You know, I'll pick two of them. You pick one of them. I don't care whichever one you want. The NRL fans, it's easier. It's a fucking straight line. On one end, <laughs> you've got a hundred percent accuracy. On the other end, you got time. Pick, plant your fucking flag. How far along yeah. that scale Look, you, know, you actually want, and understand the ramifications of your choice. Hundred percent. And, and I don't think one of them is feasible. I, I don't think time is feasible anymore because of the way it's televised. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, that's, that's possible. Right? Be- well, because you have the most of the people watching the game at home now. Yeah. And there are instant replays. There are have a look at this and rewind. You know, people can watch on the app and they themselves can get yep. it and scroll back and this and screenshot and yep. fucking, you know, the bullet came from the, the grassy knoll. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, there's that much capability. But the thing is, though, that's, that's the same time that they'd be using to make the decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Except they'd have, you know, better, obviously, better tools at their disposal, yep. more angles simultaneously, now, this and blah, blah, blah. The, the mainstream media, and by that I'm talking your, your tellies, your heralds, your cunty, your mails, that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. how much money do they contribute to the game? Actual cash money. How much cash money? Well, I mean, how much do they contribute to the game? I mean, directly themselves, nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So, now, there's, there's I mean, there's obviously the, like the, you know, yeah, like, like, the like think back and we had like the news, the mute Rupert and everything like, and then that links to that. I mean, but directly yeah, it, as an actual entity, like yeah. as, as an individual newspaper. So to the NRL, I'm not talking yeah. about, you know, because news obviously owns the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Fuck all. I think that everyone puts on a good show about how much they hate the fucking refs faulting because the clubs pay the fines, the coaches don't pay them, yeah. even though they go. Well, the co- I mean, they've got they have to do that, like they have to go through dodgy circumstances to make that happen, though, isn't there? Like some no. sort of. I th- I thought that they set it up that you know it had to be, no. had to be the coaches and the clubs couldn't do it on their behalf. No, really, I may mm. be wrong. But I yeah. remember it being pretty definitively. I th- yeah, I just feel like I don't remember, I remember who it the, was. The, but the article I read was basically them saying, "Well, it, it needs to now be bigger." Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. But the thing that the newspapers provide, yeah, is free advertising. Yeah. And from the NRL's point of view, the more time they can be the topic of conversation, yeah, the better. And, and I know the thing is, like, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's it. But you know what? I've, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. Well, hang on. Tell me. In, in that uh, couple of games on the weekend yep. that had some controversial calls. So there yep. were two games that had controversial calls. Yeah. The, Three if you're talking to para fans. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking Melbourne para and Sharks Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So they're the two games yeah, that yeah. had yeah, okay. controversial calls. Now, if, if you look at the Sharks one, yeah. right? You only, you only risk alienating one team at a time. Yeah. So you, the Sharks fans are fucking ropeable. Yep, yep. And Flano's out there doing da 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 Yeah, you know, they're, setting up fucking should be go, fucking they're setting up GoFundMes to pay exactly. for him. <laughs> if you contribute to those, now, fucking kill yourself. Everyone else 
Yeah. Is busy digging up what Flano said when he got the seven tackle set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then you reverse that. And I know that in our circle and with some of the people we've spoken to, there's been this mutual, you know, thing between eagles and sharks. Yeah, yeah. But out there, it, it's like the kid that sold 100 raffle tickets and to, the, to, yeah. to win a horse. Yeah. But the horse was dead and he only had to refund money to the person that won. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's not all as fucking um, spont... Um, spontaneous as uh, as you might think I would say there's a lot of it that is the NRL loves why else would they get the media there why else would they make the players and coaches available mm. because they want the stories to be there yeah yeah. why aren't they saying you know coaches um, captains you're out there and you need to give a two minute prepared statement yeah well I mean that's there's yeah. your fucking easy fix then there's nothing salacious in the paper the next day yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in in other sports, they do the the prepared statement thing, mm-hmm. then open the floor up to questions. Um, yep. But also, I've I've uh, noticed as well in the in the um, the NFL, I just think they screen their reporters. I think you know, what I mean, like just you can, I mean, like you get Weedler in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That guy's got a track record, and I think you need to scrutinise those guys a bit and go, yeah. nah, nah, not you know, sorry. Yeah. You're not in here today, mate. And again, all those guys are after. Yeah, is clickbait. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, so it, yeah. So why aren't you going to go in there and say, "Oh, uh, what do you think of the refereeing tonight?" Yeah, I get that, but the I think the NRL needs to fucking. That's what I mean. they need. If they want, to, if they want the refs fault things to stop, then if they want the refs fault things to stop, exactly. Then they need, you know, they that's they need to actually do something about, it. rather than try and you know dump a, an incredible amount of fucking fines on two coaches, and try and you know give the illusion of strength. Yeah. The other thing is then going back from from a purely logical thing. Yeah. You know, well, which which mistake is the mistake that loses the game? Yeah. Is it the mistake of the referee who sends a try up as try? And then there's no evidence to overturn it. Yeah. Is that his mistake? Or is it the, still the mistake of the person that didn't make the tackle or catch the ball on the defensive line? Or is it the fault of the guy who knocked on two sets ago, giving away field position? Well, that's it. That's my issue with it. Yeah, yeah. But... Or if it's, is it the guy that fucking, you know, instead of passing instead of passing it to the, to the, the halfback that was waiting to kick a field goal... Take a hit up. Decides to fucking try and try and burrow over five meters to the left of the oh, post. That's great. Like that's yeah, you know, even even more so in that respect. Now, the really shitty thing about this is I was at Deck's um, last football game. Yep. Uh, a couple of weeks ago now, they got to to one game before the grand final. Yep. Unfortunately, got bundled out. And this was from our club. Yeah. And one of, one of the things I'd always loved about him participating in his club was that the parents always seem to be there for the kids. Yeah. This year it's been very, very different. Because they're more and vicarious living through... As they get older, they're actually playing for more stakes too. They well, have finals. And, score yeah, and yeah. there are finals yep. and there's for and against yep. and all of that stuff. And so the parents of, of the club that Deck plays for, that we were there supporting as well, yeah. um, the comments were everything from rules are simple you fucking idiot 
get some fucking glasses. And was there any fucking stop? Any, I mean, what, what was stopping with that? Because I mean, I know everything that every sport that I've been to, you, you don't have to sign anything, but we we are given at the start of each season, a, a, like the the guidelines of I don't know what they fucking call it. You know, you know what I mean, though. Like yeah, you know yeah, the the guideline, the co- yeah, the code of conduct for parents, and you will get fucking marched. You're out of there. If you if if you you get you get warned. Yeah, well, see, in a junior game, you've got one one club up here on the sideline. Yeah, and then there's the officials' box down there, depending yeah. on how the fields are set out. Yeah, um, but some of the things that were coming, and then you know, um, the the mothers' group got into it with uh, one of the touch judges was a female. Yeah, talking about how you know it, it's not just a pink shirt, you bitch. You have to actually do something. <sighs> it was fucking horrible. Yeah, like it it was actually really horrific to watch yeah um and and that's what i'm saying i don't think this ref's fault thing is just a a social media thing i think it's just the easiest way to deflect blame yeah but also i think as well that fucking like if i'm at a fucking real game (laughs) Hmm. i'll tell the fuck i'll tell the touchy exactly where he fucked up oh fuck yeah I think, and 100%. I, 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 I think that that is just a fucking. <laughs> I, I think it is just the fucking nature of the beast of the game to an extent, and I think if it's happening at fucking in kids' games unchecked, mm. then that's that's the fault of well, it's the fault of the fucking clubs in the first place for not holding their their you know what they can control are are their kids and their parents of their kids, yep. and if they're not enforcing like the code of conduct, because there must be a standardised code of conduct. I mean. No, I'm so, there is, and if there was, and a, if they're not, infl- if yeah. there was a QRL official standing right next to them when they said it, yeah, yeah, great. That's yeah, well, I mean, the, but the club should be fucking. I mean, this is the, the, you know, you can't just go, oh, there's no fucking official there, so nothing's going to happen. The club should be fucking dealing with that in the first place. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like the the coach or the assistant how, coach, that's they the, know the people. That's their, the their fucking, parents. Who do you think screaming the shit? Yeah, see, well, that's just. I think, and this you, is what I'm saying. It, it is so pervasive. I'm, I'm actually you. You're almost convincing me to fucking shut the sport down. <laughs> because Dad said, it, "I don't want to be fucking. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this soccer guy." But f- fuck me, Dad. <laughs> if, if anyone says shit, I get a warning, and then they're fucking done. And there's not FFA officials there or anything. This is the club. This will, the club will fucking put you out of there. Okay. And and even kids on the field. Cool. If the kids fucking dispute something. You know, we yanked immediately off the field. The the Socceroos lost to Thailand. Yeah, right. You can be smart all you like, though. But I'm just telling you, the conduct in that junior sport, oh, yeah. is fucking is like literally kids. If a kid talks back to the referee, yep. don't have to abuse them. They just have to talk back and dispute a decision. You're off. Now come back see, on in the second the half. This is where the they are doing that. If a kid does that on the field, yeah, that's fine. They will get marched. Yeah, you know. But that's just awful fucking policing. Yeah, look again. I'm I'm not sure it's awful policing, or if they just don't have the actual manpower. Because you got to remember, they don't have the Panthers tipping in five million bucks a year to junior footy. Yeah, they only give a fuck. Up yeah. here, yeah. But th- that culture of, you know, blame that person, and it's that every opportunity cost is the biggest opportunity cost in the world. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if something's raked, yeah, and and they call it a knock on. Yeah. Oh, you know the how the hell? Oh, you know they were gonna the next tackle. They're definitely gonna score. Definitely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, mate! Oh, you need 
You can get deck over here. Oh, yeah. Get him over. Get him over. Get in and play over here. It sounds like a rough league. It, it's this league. <laughs> his his last game, they they um no they pump Redcliffe. Deception Bay is always a tough team. No, oh, I, I could I, I could imagine. It's, I don't um, want to cast any aspersions on Deception Bay. Tell you what, fucking those, Darius Boyd. Those children need to they have to, they have to fight for their fucking cornflakes. Well, fucking fluffy, you yeah. you want to see somebody that's channeled. Not having a dad? <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, but I mean, he's had a surrogate dad for many years now. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Loved him more than his own son. <laughs> but yeah, the the whole rest falling thing, it won't change. I don't think it will. I don't think it can. At all. And the fucking issue is, everyone's up in arms about it. Yep. When it affects them, <laughs> and when it doesn't affect you... You get to stand. It's a source of comedy. It, it, no, it's almost the NRL's version of being an SJW going, fucking don't ref fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ref folding's fucking weak. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not really saying it because you, you take that stance yourself every day. It's just to really fucking poke the poor pricks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Doing it. It's a chance, it's a chance for like um, comedy or, you know, or payback or, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. No. Take your energy and buy Dylan Walker a fucking counting book. So he learns to keep both feet behind the kickers, not just one. Well, he was he was clearly behind. Maybe a hokey pokey cassette tape, so he can practice putting it in and putting it out, putting it in and putting it out. He was clear, no. he was he was clearly behind. I mean, you know, clearly. Okay. Bunker especially thought, especially when especially when it went up as a try. Bunker thought differently. Are you going to say they're wrong? Yeah. Ref's fault. Yeah. See. No, I didn't say it was the ref's fault. I just said they made it wrong. The, the process is wrong, and they made an incorrect decision. Mm. I didn't say it was. A, I didn't say it was the cause of anything, other than an incorrect decision. But was that any more impactful on the game than when Effort Face dropped the magnificent Cleary bomb? Of course it was. Why? Because you didn't get six points straight off it. You didn't pick it up and dive over off that play. It wasn't a six point. It didn't cost you six points. This was a try underneath the post. It was actually yes, an so actual again, cost of six points. But th- this is the fallacy. No, but this is actually like a try. This wasn't like, oh, next play they may have scored or something like that. This was an actually six points in the bank. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that try. I'm talking about the result of the game. So that if he had knocked that ball on, then he might have run the length and you would have won by 20. He might have, but I'm not speculating on... That's what I'm saying. I'm not speculating on that shit. I'm speculating on actual points being scored. But you are speculating. You're saying that that had impact on the result of the game that and that alone it had impact of the score of the game at that time mm. a six point but impact but so did every other mistake that was made by player or referee not necessarily because I mean there's large I mean large tracks of a game where you know it just goes up and down up and down up and down up yeah. kick back kick up yeah. kick but I'm saying so like a knock on in there no it doesn't affect on anything it's just part of it it's just like a flow of a thing but this is actually a scoring play this is what I'm talking but about it wasn't scoring because t- he was offside well, he was actually onside. An no, incorrect decision that also, when you know, violated the count. The actual but it was sent up as a try. The actual so the process. Ref did the, the ref got it right? Yeah, yeah. The ref did get it right. And then the bunker reviewed, given their technology. No, they didn't. They didn't use any technology. It literally took five seconds. They used. GPS, they didn't even look at it. They used GPS tracking. <laughs> <laughs> we actually should probably talk about the games. How about that? Yes. So we. So basically, you know, the conclusion though is that rest false never going to be sold, and may as well fold rugby league. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Well, rest falls never. The conclusion is rest falls never going to be solved. If coaches were absolutely banned on saying the word referee and the word officials, so they literally couldn't answer a question on it under pain of of twenty thousand dollars fine. So they could only say no comment if they were asked a question, or if a journalist was instructed you can't talk about the officials so then they 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 then miss a certain number of press conferences and therefore yeah. deadlines and abilities to write articles if you do say okay so you do that yeah the commentators aren't allowed to harp on incessantly but talk about what's you know promo the fucking block shut the fuck up you know about what? the decision it, that just happened they do they do that this is perfect world stuff right now they don't do that they just go like you know well I disagree with that decision move along and actually call what's happening on the game rather than chatting about it for fucking 10 hours. Yep. Okay, you go to the press conference. Re- the journalists are not allowed to utter a word about it. The the coaches aren't either. So it's just like, it's no comment. And if, if they get a question, it's no comment. If they journalists ask a question, then he's banned for X amount of press conferences. So he misses his deadlines and his ability to ply his trade. You know, it affects him. Yep. Like, the, I mean, the AFL black belt, you know, they... They'll fucking ban cuts over anything, you know. Like they'll, you know, black blackball journalists and stuff, you know, and just refuse to work with them. So, you know, you could do the same sort of thing there. Okay, so then the next, so then there's the next, there's the next. That's so there's that level. So therefore, the media can't write the story. You know, the the stories don't exist unless it's an opinion piece and Gus writes his thing and said, oh, "I thought the referee was fucking terrible." Blah blah. That's the only time you can do it because you can't report on it because you have no soundbite from the ref from the yeah. the coach or the captain. Yeah. Um, so really, it's only yeah, an opinion I, piece. I agree, hundred percent. No, but then we do that, and the coach does that, and so the fans. Well, the fan. This is what I'm saying. Fucking social media is going to be. It's never going to change. Doesn't matter what the fucking. Co- it does not matter what the coaches, commentators, or anybody say because they're already doing it from the time the fucking whistle blew, and they're not going to stop. Yeah. That ain't changing. Even perfect world, that's not going to change. Yeah. They're not influenced by the, the coaches and blah blah blah. I mean, the, you know, maybe they'll use things said as like you know to to defend their position or something later. But really, they're they're fucking rest fighting already. The second it happens, and they're not going to stop. No, not at all. But you know, the first four things in the in the you know, it's a perfect world. We stop all that. It still doesn't fucking stop it in the kids one either. I don't think. I don't think it affects it one little bit. What affects it in the kids at the kids level at the grassroots that Todd seems so fucking you know enamored with and fucking defensive about? Put some money in there. Put some fucking bodies in there too. to put yeah. a fucking to pay yep. an official. Yep. At every game, who's like a warden or a steward or whatever you want to fucking call them, mm-hmm. and their job is to basically if you have a problem if a, if a, if you're a, cap, a coach of a team. And you hear one of your parents saying something, you know, it is your responsibility as a coach to say, fucking, you know, tone it down. These, you know, yeah. we're not playing for sheep stations. Like, you know, like you, like, yeah, you hear all the time. Then, if it becomes a problem, Two or they're, they're, they're cantankerous or they're fucking aggressive or, you know, you're thinking it's going that way, then, yep. Excuse me. 100%. But what, fuck him out of there. What all your ideas will take is, yet again, the, the NRL actually. Realising the value of its fucking product. Yep. Not being a complete and utter cuck. Yep. And saying, next time you do TV rights, here's the thing. We fine our coaches yep. for going off about referees. Yep. We will fine your commentators. Yes, it'll be nice. Via, you know, your station. Yep. 
or we expect a clause in there that you will find them. Yeah, we have a code of conduct that, that, that all the broadcasters and media yep. need to apply and credentials, are, you know, fines are on the table, credentials are on the line for repeated Fucking infringements. Up. Now, with, yep. the, with the idiots they let in after it, mm-hmm. you know, so realise. They can do exactly the same thing. Realise that if they say that, yep. then the networks are not going to say, well, oh, look, we're really not interested in rugby league. Yeah. Because that that's keeping... It's keeping, it's keeping Channel 9... I mean, it's Channel 9's one through however many most highly rated programs of well, the year. It is why Channel 10 is talking to fucking CBS and not, not yeah. 9 at the yeah. moment, yeah. basically. The newspapers are still going to want sports stories. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these people... People, not, people are not going to fucking buy them for the mid, the middle fucking section with, you know, the latest fucking... Yeah, exactly. Face and, wash for fucking... <laughs> and all of these people aren't going to all of a sudden start writing about AFL, Rugby Union, Mayweather versus Irishman. Because no, because the people in Brisbane or Queensland and the, you know, or regionally, they don't want to read that shit. Yep. They want to read about Rugby League. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I realise that, okay, you know what? If we fucking put some authority on this... Mm-hmm. And that's what started to happen when they had an actual business person running the NRL. Yeah, funny. Um, and now that's all turned to shit. Yeah, and like, and, and, and 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 Todd Greenberg. You know, I mean, if if he wants to, if I don't know when he can pinpoint the moment when when everyone realised he didn't have a spine, but go back and read articles about Todd Greenberg in like 2010, 11. They fucking loved him. Mm. Loved him. Mm best young operator in the game not anymore motherfuckers hate him you should think about it Todd start doing your fucking job mate show some fucking leadership out there and yeah if you fucking love the grassroots so much if you fear for the fucking integrity or the future of the grassroots and what's happening at grassroots level in regards to rest folding get your hand in your fucking pocket do something about it because let me tell you 30k out of fucking Flano and 20k out of Trent Barrett that 50k ain't going to that that 50k ain't paying for fucking dudes no. to monitor the fucking sideline practices of spectators. No, fucking oath. But I, you know, I bet you John Grant flies business class to every interstate game he attends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Says it all. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV view, schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play. Download League Live today. Follow at our League Live for all their stats and the rest of old stuff as well. Still, it's fantastic. And uh, look, I believe from RSVPs, I think we'll be seeing our man uh, Gordon from uh, from Sportsmate at the, at the meetup too. So... It's the best fucking response to ref falters. Yeah, yeah. The referee one out there missing 30 tackles. <laughs> well, I'm going to look at the stats. This will be the world record for ref falters. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, get around the app. If you haven't got around... I mean, if you listen to this show and you haven't got the app yet, it's it's just... It's very lazy because you listen you listen to us talk mm. about it. Every, it's at the start of the show. It's now. We talk about it. Um 
it's honestly, it's just the best fucking app for like you know, like the stats and the match day stuff, and you know all the stuff yeah. you need at a fing- you know at your fingertip with the news stories and all that sort of thing. There ain't no fucking paywalls there, man. Like no. you can get your stories, you can get everything, and now you can fingerprint it. Yeah, and you I'm don't have to put a password in, you lazy fucks. Yeah. And I, and I'm I'm constantly stunned by people who do not listen to this show. Um, you know, like for example, like my brother, or you know, someone like that, or someone you haven't seen in a long time, or whatever. And you talk about you talk about the app, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, fuck, I've had that for like fucking three years." Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Well, you know, so well, that's what I said to you at the start. I said, "Oh, yeah, th- fuck, I had this the first time." Yeah, they yeah. put Holden on it. I, yeah, I remember yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look, I mean, yeah, we tell you every week, but just don't, you know, just go and get it. Okay, now I the games steal people's phones with new facial recognition, and. <laughs> put it on their phones for them that facial recognition thing I don't think I'm going to get that one why that's a slippery slope right you know you'd be, you'd be asleep and your fucking missus is like putting the phone on your face when you're asleep shit <laughs> like yeah, checking you know, going through your message with your mates like what's he saying about me yeah well if you don't have anything to hide you've got nothing to worry about yeah well, you could say that but yeah everyone has their moments right don't fall asleep then <laughs> Once again, your solution is to take stimulants and drugs. <laughs> the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> Look, you know, your choice is divorce or meth. Yeah, I mean, you know, like divorce, the cost of divorce versus the the, the, the pain of, of open wounds on your arms from where you've been scratching at the ants that won't leave you alone. <laughs> the Sydney Roosters 24 to <laughs> Brisbane Broncos 22 at Allianz. A reported crowd of 21,212. 21212 is the crowd. It just seemed, just seems like something, like a, a good-looking number that someone came up with. Um, the Roosters 24 came from tries to Guerra, Cordon, Kiri, Mitchell. Uh, three or four conversions to Gordon at penalty goal. Uh, the Broncos 22 tries to Roberts, a double to Oates, uh, Ben Hunt. Uh, Kahu, three or four conversions. Yeah, Broncos are enjoying Kahu back, aren't they? Yeah. One thing that this game the is a scoreline did not indicate. No, the, the Roosters they they bombed um, several several good opportunities. However, the Broncos uh, you know did well to hang in there. Yep. And fuck this game they they fucking had it. They had it right yep. very close to the death um, before uh, Mitchell finally delivered on the young GI and the next GI thing by doing like the GI shit ever <laughs> and uh, sending fucking uh, Jimmy the Jet into fucking outer space and uh, tremendous um, oh, I thought you were alluding to he you know didn't want to be seen with Jimmy in public so he <laughs> brushed him and ran away <laughs> yeah, I mean like yeah, how many times have we seen fucking a New South Wales origin yes. person uh, meet that fate um and just the the other thing that I really enjoyed. I mean, I really enjoyed the game. But I, I just, is there anything more enjoyable than Blake Ferguson doing Blake that, Ferguson oh. shit? That was. I mean, like I really love that fucking two dads one where he's chucked that pass at the start and it's just gone straight to Fluffy or whatever. Yeah, I, I love that. That was. I mean, even though it was the Broncos, it did. I fuck, I love it. I mean, it's just I love comically bad shit like that. But this one with Ferguson, motherfucker, you're gonna try and prevent a forty twenty. Do you even look? Did you do you even look where you guys are? Do you even look if you got someone trailing? I mean, that's like I wouldn't say a kid wouldn't do that. A kid would do that because a kid is someone who wouldn't think of that shit. Yeah, like the chasers coming through and everything. But I you know what though? Surely someone's screaming no, or hustling. Surely their someone fucking- in the 
crowd is screaming behind you. <laughs> Fucking hell! But that, that oh, it, and the way the way the Roosters played for the, every other second of the game, it really would have been an injustice if that was what <laughs> was to cost them the victory. But it would have been hilarious. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. because Blake Ferguson. Yeah. Blake Ferguson, Karma, There's and all your that. redemption, fuckhead. Oh, man. Um, Tremendous. And they still pick this country representative football. Yeah, the, the Roosters seem to be, to me, brilliant in patches and then. Not even, you know, nonchalant about it. It's just. They just, they just drift... They're going in, through the motions. They sort of drift in and out of games and have these moments of, of brilliance that kind of punctuate it and get them the wins. But it's not even drifting in and out, I don't think. Like, it's just almost a an absent-mindedness. Yeah. That... Almost an entitlement. Okay, yeah, we've done this and done this and done this and, and now we'll just... We'll let it happen, so... Um, Broncos, to their credit, never... Never looked out of it, even when the Roosters were out to a pretty commanding lead. It's kind of they, they kind of like they they kind of never looked in it, but somehow managed to sort of hang around, hang in there a little yeah, bit. But you that, know, that's what this Broncos team are doing, though. Like I never got the impression, I never got the feeling, even when they scored the try before the Fergie Fergie. Like even when they scored that try, I never got the feeling like, well, fucking here they come. Yeah, no, it's it's not. A it turned out that they here they did come because you know. Yes, yeah, retards do dumb shit but, <laughs> but I don't know any better it sure turned out that way I mean because like I'll yeah. tell you I didn't even see that Fergie Ferg try in real time I was like they scored the other try and I'm like I gotta take a piss break so I came back <laughs> they're winning but it was like 30 seconds ago what the fuck yeah. I didn't have to go back and see what the fuck had happened um, so I, I think that's the way to to play this Broncos team, but you have to be ready for them to come at you. Yeah. Because even if you get a jump on them and you leak some points at the start, they're, they're a team that will come back at you mm. um, and, and they'll just chip and chip and chip and chip and then something will crack yep. and all of a sudden they're back. And I don't think the Roosters were ready for that. They're very good at, ta- at, at capitalising on very slim opportunities as well. Yeah. So, um, plus, you look at them across the park, you know, Oates is back. Yeah. And he, he's a force out wide. Yeah. And then you've got you know, Milford, who at the moment's in, in some fairly fine offensive form in terms of, of when he's getting the ball. And, yeah. You know, people have tried rushing up on him. They've tried staying back. They've yep. tried what do you do. But, um, you know, un- unfortunately for Broncos fans, it um, puts them up against the team of destiny. So Yeah, the problem is with the, with the, the Broncos... You kind of you don't want them at home after a you know after a narrow loss. And yeah, had, last you know, time they put fifty on the Titans. <laughs> yeah, so after yeah, Parramatta got them. You don't you don't want that. You don't want them in that mood. You kind of want them to like you know. I mean, obviously you're not playing them this week if they just come out and dominate their opponent. But you yeah. just yeah you don't want them like that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, Mr. Wars. I mean, he should get the first say in Broncos games, right? Um, <laughs> should I just cut my dick off and play lawn bowls for the rest of my life? Seems like a decent option. He gets down after losses lately. I've, I've seen. I mean, like now he's like publicly down. You see, that, like you know, he's hello dark smile friend, you know, fetal position. <laughs> I have a theory. Yeah. And it is about your proximity, your physical proximity to other rugby league fans. He's feeling. He's, he's, is he feeling? Now it is 
only when this is forced upon you. You know, our friends that have grown up in other areas of the world yep. that have come to rugby league, yep. you know, it's not so bad. But if you look at poor old Warsy and poor old Perm over there, yep. their, their thirst for league banter... They're trying. They're, they're trying to trying to spawn something. No, they're not trying to spawn something. It's just they're they're craving interaction. That's what I mean. They're trying. They're trying to generate yeah. interaction. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, um, tweet. No, the cuts on private. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> At Mister Underscore Wars, if you want some um, disturbing disturbing tweets. Yes. <laughs> the shit that I would love to retweet, but just I can't because send it's him lockdown. photos of Air Maxes and Air Jordans. Yeah, and I mean, and if you love if you love Nikes, I mean, he's a, he's an aficionado of shoes, and he loves he loves to see like if you got like collections of fucking like Nikes, he loves it. Send them all to him. Yep. I mean, Puma, he loves that shit too. Yeah, he's a, a sneaker freaker. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Just don't send him anything from Adidas. Not his or thing. Or Puma. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but Puma, you can you can. Or fucking Asuki Tiger. What's that other one? <laughs> no, you mean the shit that gets sold on Catch of the Day for 30 bucks? No, Keds. <laughs> yeah. uh, at underscore NDR underscore SCR <laughs> underscore you motherfucker, you. Say what you will about lateral. Dude just did something we've all dreamed of. Personally deliver a massive FU to the Bronx. Yes. Uh, underscore JDHD. Hey, Queensland Broncos fans, this is what it feels like for us in state of origin every fucking year. Yeah. Oz Dingo Dan. That. That right there is how footy should be played. What a game. I'll take that loss. Proper football. Mm. All right. The Melbourne Storm 18 defeat the Parramatta Eels 16 at Amy Park, crowd of 22-626. The Storm's 18 tries to Addo Carr, Bromwich and Billy Slater. Two of three conversions to Cam Smith and a conversion. The uh, Eels 16 came from tries to wife-beating cunt face Will Smith and Semi Radradra. And two of three conversions to Mitchell Moses. I reckon if anyone has a Rips faulting case last weekend... Why? The first try. What about... No... What about the first try? What are you talking about? The first try. What was the first try? Where it went four metres forward and it was just oh, yeah. assumed. Yeah, yeah. That because no, right. it was that forward. I was thinking of the other one. Yeah, okay, yeah, it, no, you're right. It had to have come off someone. Yeah. And that's the sort it was, of stuff. It was, it, was, it, was, it was one of many. The thing about these performances, it was a, it was a good performance from the Eels who went down very quickly, like they went behind very quickly in the yes. game and clawed their way back in. However, they did it, it, also, it also needs to be noted that they scored 70% of their points yeah. or you know, at a time where there was a Sinbin player for yep. the Storm. Yeah. So while they did, they did hang tough and it was a great performance and they certainly had opportunities to win... They, you know, they need to go to recognise how those, you know, how those opportunities present present themselves, it, and it's not as damning in the storm as I think as people want it to be. It, it was like it, earlier in the year when um, when the dragons came very close to the storm. Yep. Was that monster that was binned in that? No, it was a Chase Blair. It was binned in that game. Anyway, um, oh, yeah, and look on, on both sides. There's there's some positives. Mel- Melbourne, obviously, okay. Yeah, we're one step closer, and this is our plan, and this the, is what we're doing. The fucking desperation of the two, the second and third try, mm. like the Bromwich one, like the yeah. fucking that Bromwich one, 
the, yeah. the the desperation to go fucking from right to the middle, across to the left, thread its way back to the right again, then back a little bit, and then under the line. Just, I mean, I, you know, my, my hatred of the storm is fucking long and well documented, but that was some fucking incredible shit. And, and again, I think that's just an evolution of this storm team. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and the vision as well for that last try as well, where they're going out to the left and then Billy's like called, he's like, look, you know, kick it. Yeah. And, you know, and been right. I mean, you know, they they had to f- work for their tries in this game in a manner in which, you know, they probably haven't had to work for quite some time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, again, from, from Parramatta's point of view, um, I, I thought Will Smith had a, a very, very good game from a, an energy and placement yep. point of view. Like there were a couple of times where, you know, there was once I think Ado Car was away, and, and you would almost expect yep. him to stand up anybody or, or step. You know, you, yep. you saw what he did to to Effort Face, <laughs> just like absolutely cucked him. But um, Will Smith just again read the situation well, yep. stayed calm, and I think that's one of the better qualities you can have in a fullback this time yep. of year is a level head. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm on the Parramatta hype train yet. Uh, I, I don't think I don't. What's the deal with the hype train? Do you think? I mean, I, do you think it's intensified? I thought the hype train might have been not derailed, I look, but I think it would have been sobered a little bit by this. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, last year you had Cronulla done fuck all for fifty years. Yep. Got a soft draw. Yep. You know, caught Melbourne on an off day. Yep. You know, had some peptides to yep. build up. You know, long term muscle strength. So. That, that, that was a narrative. That was shit. Now they've won a premiership. Yep. It started off, well, okay, they haven't been in the finals since 2009 and yep. haven't won a premiership since fucking whenever that whenever, was. Yep. But um, I, I don't think there's enough hope there for the media to get on them. The thing is that, I mean, Parramatta are clearly, they're clearly the narrative team. Clearly. But they were the narrative team last year. They got Kieran Foran. They've got yeah. these. They've got fucking Watmo. They've got these guys, and and then the salary cap thing happened, and that obviously derailed it one hundred percent completely. Mm. Not just from a PR standpoint, from but from a position on the table, but then the ability to compete in the in the finals standpoint. Um, I'm stunned how quickly it's jumped onto their narrow team again. Like motherfuckers are goldfish, and they forget. That these yeah. m- these guys were the fucking you know second biggest cheats only you know not even twelve months ago. Again, I've, I've said it before. I, I think the key difference here is that it was the board. Yeah, and possibly. And the board were doing dodgy shit to get third-party payments to yep. get players to the club. Yep. Whereas with the Storm, can't sign two contracts. There's no plausible deniability yeah, at all in that. Just <laughs> absolute duds. So, um, but think, yeah, look, you know, I for one think Parramatta will be very happy. At the brutality of the game their opponents this week played. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And also the fact that now they've positioned themselves on the opposite side of the draw to the, to the Melbourne Storm. So they they, uh, they don't have to go through them to get the grand final. So yeah, they, can get their, they can get their big day, uh, you know, if they're good enough. But yep. they don't have to go through Melbourne to do so. Uh, Voodoo Rock. I've lost my voice. I'm sitting here in an airport eating a cold cheeseburger. But fuck, I enjoy football. We'll be back next week. Fuck yeah. Hunter G. Meredith, our mate Gordon from Sportsmate, said, uh, <laughs> I don't jump on the rest fault train very often, but I'm getting very close to becoming the bloody conductor. Hashtag all aboard. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> 
Leroy Brown, 1978. Thank fuck for that. We didn't play well at all. Very un-Melbourne-like performance for most of the game. Oh. I, yeah, I think they, you know, they let them start. They didn't defend. They didn't defend the 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 man shortage as well as they did the week before or whenever it was when, yeah. you know, not long ago when Cronk uh, spent some time. But I still think they, you know, they overall they were solid. And Parramatta were there coming at them, and um, and the des- the desperation in attack is the thing See, that stays. I've, I've been me. trying to look for a chink in Melbourne's armour. Yep. The only ones I can really come up with are the obvious injury to key player. Yeah. Hmm. The other one that's a close second is you do have some youngsters in that team that are not the seasoned finals campaigners that Smith and Cronk yeah. and Slater are. I just feel like having the, the Smith and Cronk and Slater around them provides a level of comfort that... Not, that, not yep. that, that other that, that rookies in other teams don't have. may not necessarily have to draw on. But what? But until it's inbuilt in them, yeah, I'd be going at the the more inexperienced ones. Yeah, all night. And non-stop. the and the other thing for them is that their inexperienced ones aren't in the key key positions. Their spine, and even you extend it out to to five eighth of all one origin series. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, so so the. The, the the core level of that side yep. is very experienced. And yeah. then, you know, then you've got the accessories that lack the experience. <laughs> um. There's another accessory that's not getting any experience this weekend. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, where are I? Ah, Ben, so bloody proud of my eels. Did great. Nearly beat the world's most hateable team. Uh, cavernous Hope. I imagine Cam, Cam Myth has sex like he plays footy. Lots of niggle and tons of cheating. Very forward with his passes at women. Well, now these the the one thing I am enjoying. I mean, it's it's great for the Melbourne Storm. Is that getting these guys simbin for professional fouls? I mean, it, it's yeah. hard to it's hard to say that the fucking refs do every you know yeah. do everything for them when you're getting a guy simbin. Because uh, that's a I'm glad the refs are doing it more. Look, it, it is it is something interesting. You've heard the rumblings about the the new rule. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. It's not a new. It's not been mooted or anything. It's just people are saying, right? It's just an idea that someone had. It was, from what I have traced it back, it started on a, one of the Fox shows. Okay. And the idea is that at some point, either from you know, you probably wouldn't do it if you the first time you do it. Maybe yeah. after two or one, whatever it is. Okay. Just like in basketball, you can give away a certain number of fouls yeah. and after that you start giving away points or you yeah. start yeah. benching players um, is that it's um, the a penalty conceded in the opposition's attacking 20 see the thing is with a penalty even if they take the two points yeah. then you still get to kick off and they're working it and out they're down the there yeah. so you take that right away that after a certain amount they kick for goal but then they you know, Tap on their thirty or yeah. line dropout or yeah. something. That okay? So I hadn't heard the one. line dropout one. That's that to me. I'm just throwing that around. That to me is a much better solution because I don't think that is is it's punishing, but it's not as punishing as some of these other fucking varieties that I've heard trotted out. The the other one is that if a player gives away ruck infringements, yep, and so that's not sort of stuff like you know an accidental 
high or it's basically the, the, the defensive penalties conceded to, to stop teams scoring try or building momentum or yeah. t- taking advantage but of you would then have to send a player off the field yeah for the next set of six yep oh, see that's mind. yeah that's that's just a bit too like all-star gamey like yeah. you know like like novelty shit but that field goal one I hadn't heard that's not field goal sorry the dropout one I hadn't heard and actually I don't mind that one because it's like doing the kickoff thing but not giving them you know you're not pinning them down on their goal line they're not working out from you know yeah. taking it there they're actually getting it like you know let's say I mean sure there's some there's some big dropouts these days at times that might go 60 but as generally speaking they're yep. going to be like 40-50 so that's I think that's great because I mean that, that 40-50 represents an attacking set that's what I completely. do completely I, th- yeah, I fucking like it I saw that I saw that article with the things like you know sending the guy off or whatever and it's just like, that's fucking ridiculous. But um, well, look, here's the thing: a ten minute sin bin can be like that can can swing a whole game. That can fucking be yeah, that can ice a it whole all, game. It almost got Parramatta past the storm. Yeah, you know, if it was a if it was a one set of six send off, and again, as long as they were clear around, is it a set number of penalties? Does yep. the referee have to say to the cap, "This is your official warning"? anymore? Yep. And you'll lose players. Like they, like they do, except they don't do anything about it now. Like They don't because, say lose players, but they're like, look, you know... I actually empathise with the referees here, because 10 minutes is a long time yeah. in a game of football. So. Yeah, but I mean, that's like a professional foul thing, you know, sort of situation as well, where, you know, they're fairly clearly, you know, dictated about when... Oh, no, you know, they, when, they yeah. do that, yeah. but this isn't for professional fouls. No, no, this is for... You're talking about, this like, you know, just yeah, slowing down them, the play penalties, yeah. yeah. Also. Yeah, I just... I, I don't feel like... I, I don't feel like the game is, like, ruined by it. You know what I mean? Look, you know what? It's, it's just a tactic, and if a team's good enough at defending that they can, you know, hold the guys out after taking, you know, giving them a tap or whatever, or they're prepared to get up to it's just, it's a, it's a tactical thing, and I don't think it ruins the game. If it was something that was game ruining, then I think, okay, you know, you might need to look at how you, yeah, how you address it to change I, it. But. I, I still think before they do that, they, they need to review this stupid fucking dominant tackle thing. Anything that's subjective. Without clearly defined criteria that can be actually like fucking like verify you know clearly verifiable measurable criteria. Like both feet behind the ball. Yeah, like some some like some clearly measurable fucking yeah. thing. Like things like you know like forward passes. Obviously, they don't they never want to do anything about that. Things like you know like the obstruction is a perfect example. Mm. They're supposed to be fucking. That's supposed to be black and white. But believe me, they can find a dozen ways to interpret that shit. Yeah. So the the way the way that got fucked up is because they added objective shit in there. Yeah. They have initiated contact. Well, how yeah. the fuck do you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's still in your opinion. In my subjective opinion, yeah. He definitely, you know. Let's yeah. just fucking get Izzy Falau in here to bunker all the games. Yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah, it 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 is a sort of thing. You you tell me that if that was taken out of the game. Right. Yep. If all tackles had, fuck, I don't know, a count. Yeah. So the referee has to to call held. Yep. One, two, three. Yep. And if you, whatever, not this or that, I don't know, but yeah, just something in there. So it doesn't matter. Okay, great. But that's all. That would that would then render like all tackles created equal, right? I mean, yeah. like if you got you know it, what's a quick play the ball? Say you say you're up and and you've played it before he counts to three. Three's just like the outside, you know what I mean? Three's the latest. Yeah. It's not that you have to wait till three to play the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? 
But then, yeah, then then you do come back to that dominant tackle thing, like you're talking about. Like, you know, what's yeah. that? What's that worth? Well, what's a what's that's a, a full three, or and everything else is less than that. No, or? no, but what's a bootlace? What's a textbook bootlace tackle worth? Oh, yeah. Because at the moment it's fucking nothing. Yeah, unless it's saving the try itself, it's not. Yeah. But you you tackle someone's bootlaces, you have to let go immediately. Otherwise, you're getting sin bin. Or else you're Paul Gallon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, or you're getting penalised immediately. You know. Unless yeah. it, yeah, yeah. So anyway, back to our complete matter dominance. Look, I feel, I feel it. I, I, I feel it once again. The theme here is it's an unsolvable problem. Let's fold the game. <laughs> rugby league doesn't speak to you anymore. Fold rugby league. No, it, it speaks to me. I fucking, I love it. But I mean, there's just so many problems we're coming across, and if we can't solve them in one two-hour period, then I just feel they're unsolvable. And the only option is to fold. Is to fold rugby league. Yeah, true. That is true. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm like I'm sad about that. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. But it's just like, you know, you got a horse, right? And it breaks his leg, and that that shit ain't gonna knit back together. I mean, there's only one thing to do. You gotta find, find a pervert on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta milk that fucker for, for its precious seed. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I know man. the ad said donkey show, just shut up. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, fucking tremendous. Uh, the Panthers Panthers 22 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 10 at Allianz. A crowd of 15.408. I find it hard to quantify crowds at Allianz, but I mean, it felt it certainly felt louder than it did on the, yeah. the, night, the night before. Um, hmm. The Panthers 22 came from double to Bryce Cartwright, Tyrant Peachy, uh, Cleary three or three conversions and two penalty goals. Uh, Manly tries to Dylan Walker and my favourite, Lewis Brown. Um, Matthew Wright, one of two conversions. <laughs> I, would have been, I, I would have been content to bow out of the finals. On well, Lewis, Lewis Brown, Brown tries. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what though, my God, he fucking made it look easy. <laughs> and... Yeah, you know, that that's exactly the same place that Ciro busted us up. Yeah, last week. So, yeah, um, much better this week from the Panthers. Look, I think the key. I mean, there was there was two massive keys to this for Penrith. One, season-ending injury to Wayne Blake. Yes, <laughs> season-ending or at least game-ending injury to to Brown. Um, getting those two absolute fucking cabbages out of the side. Yep, <laughs> immeasurably. Improve, improved Penrith. Well, it certainly shored up um, a vast number of the deficiencies in that side. Yes, one hundred percent. So it's very, it's very fortunate. I mean, you don't wish injuries on on players. Certainly not your own. But in hindsight, now I feel if Penrith ever run into any trouble in twenty eighteen, you don't wish to get the get injured. You sometimes. <laughs> You sometimes would feel better if maybe someone else was in their position, and you are not specific about how you would like that to happen. You would you would hope that the coach would demonstrate leadership and vision, and make that change on the sheet. But if it has to be like a Tonya Harding thing, <laughs> then pass me a fucking wrench. <laughs> uh, um. uh. Yeah, look, it, it was it was nice to see that these Penrith guys were, were sufficiently embarrassed last week to yeah turn up and play and play better to turn up and just you know re- really stand toe to toe with Manly and say that no you're not going to bully us up the middle of the park yep um the other thing is that that control 
that Clittery had. You know, it, Penrith had played that brand of football previous to his his arrival, where it was miracle play all the time and just yep. a million miles an hour and fucking hope for the best. Yep. You know, just just pure athleticism and speed and and strength and agility will get us through. Yep. Um, but he he doesn't look phased when they're not scoring on every set or when they're not going for, for super-duper super plays. He's got, he's got a very level head. Yeah. And like I say, I, I can say quite quite comfortably right now that he is he is my New South Wales halfback now, immediately. Because, if nothing else... He's not Mitchell Pearce. <laughs> yes. And also, additionally, <laughs> additionally to, to the tremendous quality of not being Mitchell Pearce... He also can find the ground with kicks. Yep. Which Mitchell Pierce appears to be patently incapable of doing. And also, I mean, fucking who's second who's the next contender? I can't even remember. Maloney. Reynolds and fucking yeah, and like yeah, and like Maloney as yeah. well. I mean like I think Maloney's pretty much probably he's probably done he he's that guy fucking dead set given up on life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean absolute penalty merchant, missed yeah. tackle merchant. Yeah. Um wow, it's a long Twelve months is a long fucking time for the Jim 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 household. However, back to back to Cleary. Why? I mean, honestly, why the fuck not? At this stage, I mean, you know, he he could have an absolute fucking Barney this week, and and it still wouldn't change my mind. Because I mean, he showed me enough. Given that he'll have another six months under his belt by the time it happens. Yeah, he's never going to be perfect. My, my issue is though with the current state of New South Wales rugby league, and yep. it's the same thing Gus pointed out. Yeah. That. You don't need a kid at that stage of his development who's got very positive influences from his dad, obviously, yeah. from the club, yep. um, from the teammates, all of a sudden to be having fucking dudes and fur going, nah, fucking mate, she's all right. Come on, we're going to have some beers. Yeah, but this is the thing. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to be there. They're not. But I'm until like, I'm assured that they're not, yeah. I don't want him. You know, I don't, mind, I don't mind the idea of New South Wales going, you know what? Fuck it, we might lose this year. Like instead of you know giving people hope, yeah, just say fuck it, we won't lose this year. But you know what? And just we are going to fucking pull the trigger on this, and we're going to ride this. We're going to ride this cunt to the wheels turn off. We're throwing fucking lateral. We yeah. want Cleary in there. We want both turbos in there. We want all whoever the young fucking coordinator can still be the captain. That's fine. Yeah, you know, we want all these fucking dudes in there. Yep, that are young as fuck and ready to go and, just and hungry and hungry as fuck and. This team is going to be, you know, this is our team. Unless they're absolutely fucking disgraceful and they turn yeah. to be turn to be shit house, yeah. these these are our guys. Like, this is our five year plan for New South Wales. I, mean, I hate to say five year plan because it's a pretty negative thing, but um, historically, but something like that, I'm I'm so down. I'm so down with that because let's face it, if you go and yeah, you can trot out the old guys yeah. and have an unenjoyable losing series just as easily. But um, now, in in terms of, and I want to use sports mate here. Okay. One of the most fantastic things about sports, mate, are their live stats. Yep. Uh, and and I had a. Fucking, I'm watching the apps. I'm watching on the apps, so I'm not fucking looking at the live stats. I have to say. I had a fucking stat rection. <laughs> the size of the fucking Empire Stat Building. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Dylan Walker, or uh, Dylan Talker. The, uh, I love. I'll ride with that. You can actually go into his stats for the game, um, and he scored one try. He actually, had, two, but you know, yeah. No, 
Well, so he was awarded one try. Yeah, he was awarded one try. Had one offload. He made 12 of 21 tackles. So, his that's person- that's, that's quite that's quite strange because we didn't really affect anything, any of his tackles. Well, that's bizarre. You know, his his personal vendetta against nice guy, truth merchant, and game I dare winner. So, I, I dare say, fucking little finger, as I think he should be called from now on. Um, just you know. I hope Dylan Dylan's walker and around now holding his pocket because that's where he is. At the end of the day, he, he he scored two tries to one. I mean, certainly, certainly Peachy, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt. I mean, he got the last laugh, yes. but the last laugh is not the same as you know the better of and you know things like that. But um, I'm sure he'll take the you know he'll he'll take. The oh last no, laugh. he got the better of. He definitely got the better I of. I mean, you know. He actually, like, I mean, if the, you know, if the other legitimate try had been awarded, that would have been three tries that Peachy conceded in the game. Now, on that note, I actually was very, very concerned. Because um, at least Dylan Walker was doing something. Tyrone Peachy made five of eight tackles. I was going to say, five tackles total is... What, what I can't I mean, believe that he only... That I can't believe that only he was only called upon eight times. Who was fucking out there doing his work? Because I mean, I mean, Uate didn't really um, get to see much ball, but I mean, Walker certainly did, yeah. and Sirenin certainly did. So I mean, who's fucking doing oh, his well, work Sir- out Sir- there? Sirenin went off. Yeah, that's true. Um, and and that was my. That's concern. amazing though to be called on to tackle eight times. Yeah. I'm only just looking at the stat now, and I saw it, and I was like, yeah. fucking what? So uh, get in there and compare your your players, but that that has the potential. To have so, and next year, you know, when, when the games maybe don't mean as much as a yeah, a, a knockout final for Manly Penrith games. It's good that there's actually finally something just, fucking there. Well, just for those two, for one of them to just have an absolute mistake fest, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one's just fucking like a little chihuahua in their ear. The because they both have a brain snap in them. Oh yeah, and um, <laughs> just plenty to look forward to. I gotta say, I fucking. I I love this new side of Dylan Walker though, like because I I don't I mean I don't know if I've just been not paying attention or whatever, but I just I don't feel like he did he, that he, he's been doing the chat thing for his entire career. I feel like it's only this year what there was the Canberra one, yeah. But they kind of kicked that off. They kicked yeah, off the chat on did. him, and then he started chatting back. And then the next time we played him, he was fucking on. Yeah, you know. And so I, I just, I just wonder, I, I just wonder if that's, uh, if it's just the this recent, maybe it's Canberra that awakened it. You know what? But he, he is, it. he is the personification of fucking Jack DeBellin's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> right? Fucking Dylan. <laughs> Don't fucking run your mouth until you've been there, done that. Well, I mean, you know, I'm has. not talking about heroin. He's uh, he's done. He's, he's he's not only chased the dragon, but he's caught the cut. <laughs> he's caught the dragon. He's like <laughs> he's Carl Drogo on that shit. <laughs> then, <laughs> then <laughs> premiership <laughs> represented. Yeah, he's he, he has he has actually come. To be fair, Pre- he has premiership with rabbits. I oh, know. So, so he has been there and done that. I mean, you know, so so it's it's not like he's he's uh, sent. Yeah, no, I'm saying in this context with Manly. Oh, okay. You know, 
just, you know, you're setting yourself up for fail, failure. It's that later, I can't fucking talk. I'm going to get on with it. Stop the this is regular fucking time. Um, but look, yeah, at the end of the day, like Panthers played better, Manly played worse. I mean, still, you know. So we're we're two one on you this year. Yeah, and isn't it isn't it funny though that the two times, and actually it's probably the only two times you beat a team in the top eight, that heavily contentious refereeing has been the crux of it. I wonder. I, I wonder if that's if if it's Suncorp with Broncos, mm-hmm. they're not known. For getting hammered in their penalty counts, they're not. So the penalty um, count in this game was actually eight seven in your favour. Yeah, I don't mean penalty counts. I'm talking about like refereeing. Like the first one was a penalty count, the Perinara, and this one was contentious decisions. I'm just saying, there's always been an aura. Yeah, but see, they around those they games, contentious though. Oh, they're very this contentious. This is what I was, the point I was making earlier in the show. Manly fans think they're contentious. Oh, excuse me, sir. Normal, I, normal uh, people think they're. I the the media the media. I believe part point three on my problem of rest faulting scale, three of five. Fake news. <laughs> so Penrith, so, 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 so Penrith are basically making making rugby league great again, and uh, you you want to build a wall and that's sad. The failing the failing Penrith Panthers organisation. <laughs> well, uh, you know, our leaders look eerily similar. <laughs> Uh, I hear Gus had some dodgy Korean and now he's imposed sanctions <laughs> um, oh, we'll talk about something else. Yeah, we'll talk about that later in the previews okay cool alright so we we'll go to the tweets fat hairy lazy I'd almost feel bad for the shit ducks but Dylan Walker can jam a stiletto right up his dick eye he probably can look I mean let's. it's either in the pursuit of you put or the a fucking a- opium on it he'll stick right. it anywhere either under the influence of or in the in the process of the acquisition of <laughs> things can happen I've never wanted to be a drug dealer so much in my life can you make people do it do they want that stuff that bad oh no I'm just thinking of like you know like yeah, menace society and that you know like I got cheeseburger <laughs> train spotting would have been a completely different movie if I directed it <laughs> You and McGregor's both sticking lightsabers up his face. Spud's actually jamming potatoes. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you got to think it. I just want you to put the seeds in for a week and then water them. <laughs> That's too much responsibility for a junkie, though. That's the thing. I mean, you rely on them to actually do it. Yeah, but then I would have CGI'd it. Yeah. So Aaron Woods grew out of his dick. <laughs> Next game. Oh, hang on a second. We got we got two two tweets. tweets, almost identical tweets, from a uh, someone by the name is Mitchell. Another another Mitchell. Another Mitchell. The first account is Mitchell eight 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 seven three zero one eight. Okay. Second one's from Mitch Jando. The one with the numbers came second, and Jando one came first. The, the text is the same. First time Twitter user, but up the mighty Panthers twenty two ten. Fuck the water bill, Suncorp. Here I come. Hashtag ten out of ten grand final winner confirmed. It's fucking fantastic. We'll see you at Hotel LA before the game from six p.m. on Friday, Mitchell um, Mitch Jando. Unless you were cut off. What's the deal? And you haven't showered. In yeah, which case, yeah. Well, you know, you're up here, so shower your fucking hotel, or you know the. You know, find the fucking faucet out, you know, the fire, fireman's fucking thing and crank that wherever you're standing. I don't know where you're staying. Set yourself on fire out. <laughs> but, um, I, 
what happened to your Mitch Jando is a great Twitter account. What? Why did you open it? This, this is not two accounts renamed. This is sorry, one account renamed because that would just reflect through the past tweets. This is two separate accounts. I've had a couple of people say recently that um, they've encouraged people to get on Twitter. Yep. And Twitter is now this uber protective thing where if it doesn't like what you say or who you talk to or who you follow in mm-hmm. the first little while locks your account and then you have to give it your phone number and this 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 I'm disgusted that someone who wants to come and talk rugby league with us because they listen to the show how that would somehow target them for deletion or fucking suspension no I, I think it's something to do with you know bots so if you get yeah. on and just go follow 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 I don't know. Look, okay, fine. I see your point about bots, but I mean, if you're calling your account Mitchell eight 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 seven three zero one eight, I don't think you're, you're doing the. You're not. You're not living your best life in terms of saying, "Hey, I'm not a computer. A I'm not a Mitchell's bot. out there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there is, but I mean, yeah. Twitter knows. <laughs> yeah. Highway. Uh, shout out to the bloke in Penrith gear who's a this week in league fan and was pointing out our loco to his missus. Identify yourself, please, sir. You know who you are. I don't yeah. know who it is. I mean, I want to hear who that is. Uh, Cavernous Hope. Imagine if New South Wales had Nathan Cleary instead of Pierce. The kid has so much composure and so much skill. Word. Is that a fucking serious and football comment? I know, oh I know, I know. That's why That's why it's there. Wow. It's a unicorn. Enjoy it. Uh, underscore Cleary's bitch underscore. <laughs> Would you look at that? Bryce Cartwright, at Bryce Cartwright, doing what he does best, killing it. <laughs> He's gone hashtag Bryce Bryce baby too cold. I'm sure you're blocked now. Oh, he's um, fantastic. Well done. <laughs> the uh, Cowboys 15 defeated the Sharkies 14 in extra time. Allianz crowded 16-1-1-5. The uh, Cowboys 15 came from tries to Felt and Tamalolo. Uh, low, one of two conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Michael Morgan with the critical field goal. The Sharks, they had tries to Townsend and Bird. Maloney, two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Now look... With all the rest folding and everything, people say, you know, oh, you know, Sharks should have played better. This time, no. The Sharks played exactly well enough to win this game. Yes. On two separate... Oh, not two separate games. Once to win the game, they got themselves into what you would call a drive for a field goal towards the end of regulation time with about like a minute left. Maloney, pretty much set to go. Yep. I'm sure Townsend was there as the backup should he be. Instead, Gallon decides to try and plough through and score, you know, adjacent to the to post on the left hand of the uprights. Um, you know, loses the ball and uh, you know, the rest is history, the game goes to 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 full time. That was that was then that was the fifteen fourteen moment for the Sharks to win. And so and yeah, Maloney can kick a fucking field goal. Yep. So, you know, you say a lot about it, I mean, but he can kick a fucking field goal. Yeah. Without relying on some, you know, penalty to, you know, to Gallon and blah blah blah. Fast forward to the end of extra time. The Cowboys have taken a 15-14 lead. Once again, even more obviously so, the Sharks are in the drive for a field goal. They get to about 30 metres out, and I think it's tackle three. They pass the ball to Fafita. The ball goes from the hooker to the right, one off to, to Fafita. His job at this time as he did a fucking beast mode shit in his game, mm. is just to plough forward, carry as many of them with him, you know, and make like another 10, you know, 10, 12 metres would be fantastic. Exactly. Yep. Get up, play the ball so they can sling it one left to Maloney and he can pot it over and we go yeah. into golden point. What's fucking Fafita do? They rush up on him and he decides all of a sudden he's fucking, I don't know, Michael Hancock 
something crabbing, and starts crabbing, yeah. crabbing from left to right. At the end of that, realizes he's, he could have still fucking taken this time. He could have taken the tackle then, and they still had they still could have slung it back on the next play for a desperate attempt to you yeah. know pot it. But no, he tries to throw a little fucking offload or something, and it goes to ground. Cowboys fall on it. Game over. Um, yeah, cow- Cowboys are busted and and were were kissed on the the proverbial a couple of times. I tell you what, though, they were bitten on the proverbial a couple of times too. Because yeah. I mean, like when when the the whole ref's fault story needs to be told. I mean, that first try of the Sharks. I mean the fuck was that shit and then the second one came off a, a blatantly not dubious a blatantly incorrect penalty 100% you know but you know what you, you read a story in the paper that says a fucking person was murdered yeah it's a sad story yeah a murder suicide isn't a happier story <laughs> it, it's still fucked <laughs> but the, the, the sharks I, I think reek of Fuck, I don't understand white privilege. But they reek of entitlement. Yeah. And it's all these little things you hear. Like, do you remember when Maloney was offered Melbourne again? Yep. And the, the word was that he said, uh, no thanks, you can't train too hard. <laughs> Pretty much Bellamy contact, you know, to get him down. Be- was it Bellamy and Cronk or and Smith? Smith, I think. Ball? Smith and Bellamy. Yeah. As I understand it. And, and you know, this, this may be fucking urban legend or a gross exaggeration, but the... I believe the source of the story. Yeah. And so do you. Let's not fucking... Let's not downplay yeah. the story. This is this story's solid. You know, I think you cunts train too hard. We'll see that that's why cunts train hard. Yeah. So that when you are in the end of extra time in Extreme a knockout Extreme physical semi, and mental duress. Well, it's that everyone in the team knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. And that stops for feet of fucking crabbing up there, you know, gallon just going for 10 more because you know when it's enough. You yeah, know yeah, when you're this, close enough. The, the thing is, I don't for one second believe that Gallon in the in the in regulation time and Fafita in extra time. I don't believe for one second they didn't know what was what had to be done. They are fucking brainless. <laughs> they yeah. went off the reservation, no, and, and despite knowing what, what they did, they despite know despite knowing what to do, <clears throat> they chose to to play hero ball. To what end? I mean, like Gallon's end, I understand. I mean, you know, match-winning try beside the post. You're only ten meters out. I, yeah. I get that. But for Fida, what the fuck was he trying to achieve when you're setting up a field goal? There's really, there's really two fucking criteria: hold the ball and keep it in the fucking center third. Yep, that's it. So preferably f- on on the side of their their preferred foot. What? What, but, what in the actual fuck yeah. are you doing? Crabbing directly sideways. And like, then you're going to try and turn a guy. I mean, like, obviously the, that offload. That's yeah, that's that's the moment he realizes the, the error of his ways. See, this is the thing, though. You, you, this is team level, right? So if you have an entire team that knows what to do, okay, this set, and you know, you watch Melbourne and you know Brisbane do this, yep. a similar sort of thing. You can see them setting up, and well, fuck, even even Manly, like that Warriors game, know, they had to get two field goals. Well, they will know that. Okay, we're going to set up. Yep. And the criteria for field goal is either fourth tackle or... Maloney's preferred dis- his preferred outside range is 30 metres. Yep. He likes to kick it with like his right foot or whatever. Yep. So we need to you know, work you guys up to the left-hand side so we can chuck it back to him and he's on the right upright or but see, yeah, whatever. But see, that's the thing. The, the rest of the team, all they know yep. is criteria is... Yep. 40 metre, 30 metre line, 
or tackle four. Yep. Try and keep try and keep it uh, try and keep it on and or around the left hand upright. Fucking dummy half. Yep. All your job is is once either of those are met. Yep. Is you feed the ball. Yep. That's quickly. It. And everyone else. Fuck off. And so Everyone you else block get, everybody. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> block runners. That is. <laughs> <laughs> block defenders. Um, um, yeah. Look, you know what? I think I think the team, the way they rolled up the field in that set, the team knew exactly what to do. But I just think these are the things that make you fucking rip stitches out of someone. These are the things. The, there are people... That fucking yeah. that there are people that support fucking um, you know One king hit killers. fucking killers in yep. you know the the shit that those people do, which goes outside of the team structure and it's just brainless fucking morons. I feel that that Gallon's probably not as brainless as much as he's you know he has that feeling of Cronulla godhood you know hero of Cronulla save you know that you know. but Fafita is just yeah. he's just a dumb fucking footballer yeah he's uh he's got a he's got a big frame and he can trundle over cunts yeah. with the best of them when he switched on but the problem is he's he's just dumb yeah and it can't it find dumb finds a way it's seeping out yeah, I think the other thing that became apparent in this game you know North Queensland if if you say that they lacked anything this year or, or, you know, for the last little while, it's some real strikeout wide. Yep. They've never been a team that are, you know, breakaway tries and blitzing yep. speed, which is why everyone was so excited when, when Little Pongy came through. Yep. Um, and... Shout out to shout out to, to uh, Little Ponga, who uh, who had a very highly fancied fucking under-20 side, of which he's a star player, and they got bundled out by Manly on the weekend. So, uh, shout out to you, son. Oh, fuck, you're Off. at that level. Fuck your twenties to Bali. Yeah, I'm. I'm all. I'm all in. Okay. It's my preferred fucking method. Of the, it's it's my preferred level of the code. The excitement. That's your methadone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm chasing that under twenties dragon. <laughs> I'm basically like a, a Penrith fan for the last fucking how many years. <laughs> ISP. That's for me. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, the fuck the sharks are missing some strike out there as well. You know, and, and yeah. I know that Holmes is a, a representative back, and you know, Birds. He's not up to that. He he can't do the. He can't sweep Barber. around like Barber can. Yeah. You know, like he just can't. He, he is not that guy. Um, yeah, Bird, uh, not not fantastic. Obviously, like wow. I mean, like you know, Barber was a loss on paper at the time, and you think, wow, yeah. you know, well, but you know, they had these plays, and like, well, you know, they can cover that. And same for Ennis, he's, Ennis is a loss, he's, but he's, yep. he was, yeah, you know, in the last year of his career. Fuck me, those two guys. Yeah. They, they're still in the competition if those two guys are there. And I, look, I, I guess when you think about it, here we are talking about the Storm saying that their spine yeah, are yeah. experienced and quality yeah, and this, yeah. this, 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 this. Yeah, pull, pull two of them out of another team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, but the Cowboys that 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 Rourke's drift shit I was talking about last week, where they just like the <laughs> effort, man, the fucking just the effort and the desire to fucking I hate using all these terms like that, but the will to win is so great in them. Yeah, I, th- I think you were using a lot of words, and they could just be summed up in one word, which is what Tomalola. Look. Because he, let, let's not fuck around here. He's fucking game. What was his final figure? Because he's second half. Eight million fucking. Eight million meters, meters off fucking. Yeah. Oh, just the, his second half was 
for a finals game. Yep. For, for a fucking regular NRL game. And, and then you elevate it and say it's a finals game. And against a, a fairly dominant pack in Cronulla. Yeah. Like they're not small or... Not at all. They're not They're not like ripe to be run over at no. all. I mean, you took it, look, look at the guys that they got. And, and look, I've, I've been critical of him at, in patches saying... 259 metres off 22 runs. That's almost fucking Mansour numbers. Yeah, except he's not getting that fucking... He's not getting that free hit for 20 every time he catches a ball and you know, gets sent downfield. I mean, Tamalolo, he's got to fucking do it from... He's got to do it from the 10 metres oh, every time. Every time he catches a dropout, there's fucking 30 bonus. Yeah, I think I, yeah, fair enough to drop out. And he doesn't have a fucking luscious beard. I'll tell you what, fucking... <laughs> all fucking loves himself, doesn't he? Oh, that's fucking great. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a player love themselves as much... <laughs> He he is. I tell you, Josh Mansell. He fuck. He loves. He loves a bit of Josh Mansell. Yeah. Oh, a lot. He like the whole fucking thing. He is the fucking divinals. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> but oh, he's Mansell because he just cannot keep his hands off himself. <laughs> like you were talking about earlier, what was the fourth time in the Bloodstones Cup? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think boxes. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, look, I've, I've been critical of, of Tom Lolo at that period. Just, you know, what, why do you keep running up the guts trying to trying to bash people? Yep. When when you could be running at the, you know, um, Moses's Brooks's yep. of the yep. world, but fuck, he took it to those guys that evening. Um, I think this game took a little bit too much out of them, though. Teams cannot sustain the you know long and intense games like that. They can't do it every week to a grand. At some stage, they they get picked off. Well, especially when your bread and butter is that bash grind toiling yep. style yep. Of football. So. Yeah, but um, you know what? In Tamalolo, they trust. For and ten years at least. And I'll tell you, like you know, injuries. You know, potential future injuries aside. They fucking got a bargain. <laughs> Seriously, they got an absolute bargain on that million dollars they're fucking paying him a year. Unfucking believable effort, and uh, a great win for the cows. And uh, look, you know they, you know, only just got in there. I mean, it took a lot of things to get in there, but you know, you've proven, yeah, that they've, they've their season is instantly success now. It doesn't matter what happens this week. They made it, and they they won one to to, you know, to make the fact that they Bradbury their way in, you know, worthwhile. And uh, and and knocking off the sharks as well, like you're saying, with that entitlement of the sharks. How pissed are the dragons right now? How would it have panned out? They would have been playing us, I think. They would have played you, and then you would have played. We would have played Cronulla. Cronulla in the six v seven, or Cronulla would have played the dragons, and we still would have played you. No, no, I think it's. I think. I think if um if the dragons came in. Oh no! Yeah, they would have been two points behind, so they would have been. Yeah, they, the dragons would have been in um, sixth. In, no, because they were two points behind on the actual ladder. They weren't even points. They were. They were only going to get up to thirty, not thirty-two. We were thirty-two, so they would have only. They finished on twenty-eight. So they we would have been thirty-two. They would have been. Oh, so who would who would we? No, fought? no, no, no. They huh? finished on twenty-eight. So they would have had 30. Manly finished on 32. We would have had 32 no matter what, though. Yeah. So it would have put us into 8th. Okay. 
because they had better for and against. So you would have played Cronulla. Oh, and a bunny team. So really, the Dragons fucked it for everybody. Yeah. Just useless fucking Red V having <laughs> cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they fucking ruiners, ruiners of lives. Um, but yeah, I, was, I, was, I think I was talking about entitled Cronulla and um, and their fan base as well. It's funny when you when you win your first premiership ever after fucking fifty years. Yeah, I don't think the default mode to enter into is we're the kings, you're the peasants, we can't be stopped. Yeah, we are, we are we run the universe. No, I don't think that's... A, the, the, the default position is, thank fuck, that's that's finished. Hopefully you have a competitive side going forward so we can try and, you know, get there again next year. And uh, Put it this way. Sharks. Yeah. I, as a white man, am not running into an NBA team's locker room and pulling my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how dare you perpetuate... You know, because I, I might be the hurtful only, stereotypes. I, I might be the only one with it hanging out for a little while, <laughs> but eventually I'll get a cruel reminder. And uh, yeah, this is uh, Cronulla Sharks. This is your small white penis moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who have we got here? Uh, J underscore Sin eleven seventy nine. Someone should have told Gal that Supercoach was finished. He thought he could just get one last hit up stat for the game before yeah. a field goal. <laughs> Boyle 86 Matt big gallon for feeder with that soft Sunday Cowboys use them as inserts for their fleshlights <laughs> I replied to him and said that tweet requires a lot of you know like prior knowledge and stuff <laughs> things like that you know uh, Seagull Spur I still think we have the Sharks covered for being fucked out of a finals game so even in this scenario we beat them <laughs> hashtag Alpha Eagles DeLorean Grey is there is there ever a more Paul Gallon play than him trying to go on his own for the try, fucking it up and costing his side the win? No, sir, there is not. Can you uh, just imagine the only person in Australia, like everyone, is just going, "Oh no!" And Robbie Farah's up out of his seat, going, "I love that play." <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit, you boss him. That's you doesn't boss shit. <laughs> Devonhead. If you want to blame someone for that loss, Cronulla, blame Canterbury for winning a meaningless game last week. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Once again for another week. The career lives on, sort of, but we'll get into still that. Alive. You're still alive. I mean, you're still, you're still alive, but... Uh, but yeah. Um, Perhaps the cheerleading career has potentially come to an end, though. Yeah. We welcome back mm. the wonderful Nat Sinclair again, the victorious Nat Sinclair, um, mm-hmm. currently suffering from a mystery illness. Yeah. And, uh, mystery illness. It's very strange. I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I think it may be overindulgence in ill-gotten victories. No, no, nothing <laughs> ill-gotten about that glorious victory. <laughs> Congratu- congratulations, um, the listeners! The Thank listeners you. are dying to hear me gronk off about it. Um, but I'm not even—I'm oh, not even going to. It's lucky we're on Wednesday. We're going to try and start recording on Tuesdays, just because it's less mm-hmm. games to go through and it's easier and everything like that. And we may do that next week. But 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm this, you know, as of Wednesday this week, I'm, I'm completely, I'm over it. And uh, mm-hmm. the NFL season started at, you know, 3 a.m. on Monday. So you're going to just, yeah. And my team won, my team won first, you know, boom. Changed my display picture, we've switched what, over What is Manly. rugby league? Exactly, we've switched. <laughs> you don't need it. So yeah, farewell Manly Seagulls and uh, hello Atlanta Falcons. And uh, we're good to go. <laughs> we're good to go. Um, well, hopefully, I don't disappoint you to the extent that Manly did. <laughs> well, I don't know if you follow the NFL, but if you uh, if, if you did, no. if you did, you would understand that that is uh, they've disappointed me more than Manly ever could. More. Wow. I've oh, followed them for like thirty years ish. I think this might mm-hmm. this might be my thirtieth year or thirty first year of following the team. Um, they yep. made a Super Bowl in the late nineties, which. Um, and the night before the Super Bowl, or one of the players got caught with a prostitute, and that kind of derailed that, oh. and they lost. Um, and then they were in the Super Bowl last year against the the best team of the last, you know, fifteen yeah. years, and were leading twenty eight to three. And they bottled it. I remember that mm, very clearly. Yes. So, so uh, yeah, oh, they've got fucking plenty of scope for disappointment in them. Don't worry about that. Oh um, dear. <laughs> and uh, and believe me. There was no, there was no controversial, no try sent sent downstairs in the Super Bowl. It was oh, they did, like they, they did it, they did it to themselves. <laughs> now the first question I have, and we've spoken about this off air, but we need to speak about it on air. Mm-hmm. Friday night, Panthers take on the Broncos in the second semi final. They call it the second semi final, but it's you know the first one chronologically yeah. at SunCorp Stadium slash Lang Park. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter about the home field because cheerleaders uh, from both sides are allowed to be present. Jay and I are going to the game. M- many, many Twill Nation members are going to the game. And the burning question is, will Nat, hashtag ask Nat, will the Pantherettes be at Suncorp Stadium on Friday night? We would literally give our firstborn children each to be at that game, but we won't be, no. <laughs> But I was, I, was, was I, no. I was going to make a Bryce Cartwright joke there. Oh, God, no, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> that was a bad line for me to have said. <laughs> oh, sorry, that fucking, that just, it just hit me then. Oh, all right. Oh, God. So, so, you would give, so, so you would give anything. Anything. Anything at all <laughs> to be at this game anything. cheering. Yeah. Prolonging your cheerleading and, career a, a yet one more week. Yeah, and we're not. Sorry. Now, let's talk about why. Because we both have strong feelings on this, and our feelings are both the same. So, let's go. Yes. Why um, aren't you going about, to be oh, there? Disappointing pardon? the thousands, the millions yeah. of Twill Nation well, listeners who are going why. to be like, in the game. I, I don't know if we were going to go anyway, because I know Brisbane girls didn't come down for um, for this one. Um, for their, how, their last how does that decision? How does that decision work, though? Is it because that the Brisbane, whoever runs the Brisbane cheerleaders... Um, financially, they didn't want to go to the expense, or no, like because I think the girls maybe, um, and then I think look when you got when you're Brisbane and your teams in finals every single year, um, and you're going to have a home final in there somewhere, yeah. you're not going to be as desperate to get down to a final as say, I don't know, we. That's so harsh <laughs> though, because I mean, what if there's, um, what about the the, the Nat Sinclair of the of the Broncos? I mean, I'm sure there's no one intelligent like that there, but I mean, there could be some retiring ones. <laughs> And it's like their last, yeah, who knows? Their last ride I of the think donkey. They've been in final after final. Like that. This is nothing new for them. And yeah, I suppose. I like we've been in it three, three of the past four years, but it's still novelty. Yep. Um, and um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, they, they didn't go. I know the Power Girls didn't go down to Melbourne. Um, I think it's, it, for example, next week, if we 
win, that's a massive if, and we go to Melbourne. That's still Melbourne, though. Um, you do, you... I feel like we would be able to go down there because it's really important. Not that this is not important, but I think when it gets to, like, qualifying finals kind of stuff, like, you can't stop us from going then. Yeah, and obviously um, grand so final day is, is obviously a no-brainer because it's in Sydney. and Yeah, we're, we're there. Yeah. Both girls are there yep. all, like, easily yep. for the grand final. But I know, for example, this week as well, um, Cowboys first Sharks, they actually had – dancers in this Cowboys uniforms. They weren't the Cowboys girls. Oh, okay. So who were they? Were they just um, like strippers that they hired? Not strippers. Um, <laughs> they were um, They were just dancers. So some of them had act- were actually cheerleaders for different squads. Yeah, no, exotic, um, exotic dancers, I should have said. No? Not <laughs> exotic dancers. Um, there was a few Dragons cheerleaders. Oh, okay. Because um, there, there are um, girls who, who move between squads too, don't they? Yeah, and like play yeah and... for a lot of girls, it's a dancing job. Yeah. So, so look, I said, like, if, I, if they had taken up our uniforms and given it to somebody else, I would have actually flown up there by myself and started a riot. So we're lucky that that, that hasn't happened. Um, but, yeah, so, look, the, it's an NRL thing and we're all invited per se, okay. but I just don't think – we just we didn't – we're just not going. Yep. Now, now we, we, we would have loved to, but we're just not going. And so, so okay, that's all very nice and everything, but is there any – I mean, mm-hmm. well, look, I know the answer to this. Song, so I'm leading the question here. Mm. Would there be anything possibly to do with the comments of a certain degenerate who, who believe Ugh. me, I, I dislike more than you do, uh, Scott yeah. Penn, uh, chairman, or but, but more importantly, owner of the Manly mm-hmm. Sea Eagles, and uh, – his comment in his in in his uh, newspaper, uh, his rant that became a newspaper article, and then there was a line there about you know they shouldn't have had their cheerleaders there, and then that then mm-hmm. got cherry picked out by like you, you mentioned Vossi, and that's where I saw it first. Vossi said something yep. about it, and that went a lot of retweets and blah then it blah just blah. Went crazy, and um, yeah. and then became a story like it ripped out of that and became a story of its own okay. under its own steam. Yeah, um, yeah. Was that a factor at all? Look, um, probably not because. We had it wasn't like we had been told before that came out. Yeah, you're going, and then and then you retract. Then it yeah, not yeah. happened. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think anyone thought we we're going to win, so it wasn't spoken about before um, Saturday at all. Yep. Uh, and then it was just yeah, it was just it was a no. But before it, it, the story and after the story, I don't know if it, they would have been easier to sway if that story hadn't come out. But at the end of the day, I think you just want to leave it alone now. Yeah. Sure. Um. After we had, you know, unfortunately that sort of stuff overshadowed our win. Yep. Um. And I think that you. Like I understand where you just want to leave that alone now and just not let's not you know stir the pot and just leave it for this week and hopefully um, next week if if we do win we can start a campaign to go down to Melbourne. <laughs> I said I'll I'll start a Twitter campaign like we'll get it going. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so now questions this week from uh, Ma underscore Aaron. Do they have an old girls day at Penrith where you can drink JD and cokes with Leanne from Pantherette seventy nine? <laughs> They should have one. Come on. <laughs> I'll be there till I'm 80, literally. I'll be there on my deathbed. Yep. Like, every week coming back. So, well, yeah, they, they should. They should, but I'm not sure they do. Unfortunately, I'm not sure they no, would. No, not, not yet. I mean, it, it, it'd be pretty good, though. The only thing is, I don't think, and like, my, obviously, my, my frame of reference is very narrow, but I just don't feel like cheerleaders have had been personalities until the Pantherettes, and then obviously, I agree with and, in, you. and in relation, I mean, as a group, but then in relation yeah. to this show, obviously, you know, yourself yeah. and Danny, I mean, like the, the listeners know, you know, they know who you guys are, and then, and you yeah. guys yeah. have individually got out on Twitter yeah. and interact with people as well. And I mean, yeah. you, you're not the only ones that do, but you're certainly by mm-hmm. far the most 
you know, visible or whatever. They actually have like, you know, um, profiles within the, the, you know, league watching community and stuff. So, um, but do you know what? Like I actually, there are so many girls, not just me and Danny, like so many girls that the fan, our fans know exactly what their names are, what they do. There's so much interaction. And that made me like, I have to say Saturday night was probably, it was easily the best game I've ever cheered. It was such a fun night for me because, um, there was just so much interaction for me to just stand there and like, look back on it and just look at it all and just think, wow, like we've actually made something from this. Um, you weren't, we weren't just, you know, bubbleheads just go there and yeah, dance and, yeah. and go inside. We actually like, we know these, we know the fans names, we get involved with them and it makes it so much more special when something like this happens. Um, you know, like, like the win was so much more exciting because we, we, we know these people and that's a good thing to do. And I don't think we ha- there's that sort of thing within other squads. I could be wrong, but I don't think, there is so I'm, I'm really proud of that and i'm proud to um hopefully they keep that going when i'm not there and so yeah and also of course you know thank you thanks to the pleather of pre-2016 <laughs> the cat suits um but if that if that's yeah, it yeah. if this is if that is if that was you know you look back i mean because this is the thing with finals it's all like oh maybe if what if blah 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 yeah. but i mean if you if if that turns out to be the last game oh, then pretty I'm good so pretty good, good way to sort of uh you know draw a line that's what yeah, exactly. I said that straight after the game. I said, if that's it, that, that could not have gone out on a better note than that. Yep. Um, could literally not have gone out on a better note. So if that, so so be it. If that's it, that's it. Okay. Great. Next question from Cabinus Hope. Do the players yeah. ever acknowledge the work you girls do to bring the crowd into the into the game for them? Do you know, they're great. They're really good. Um, a few of them were saying like thank you to us after the game. Um, on on the weekend and stuff like that, and then um, one of them messaged me after the game and asked if we were going to Brisbane, and I said um, we weren't, we, we didn't didn't know yet, and they said, "Oh, just know you guys are appreciated." Like they're actually really good at Penrith, um, so we do get a bit of acknowledgement from them. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. Excellent. Okay, so yeah. um, <laughs> okay, this is a leading question. I'm not sure what the answer, what his answer, what he wants the answer to be, but here we go. Yeah. Um, from I underscore am underscore a underscore warrior. Um, who is your most hated rival in all of the NRL who plays for the light blue Gronks and is a drug cheat and all round C? <laughs> so this has to be a shark, doesn't it? <laughs> so I, I think, I, I look honestly, I think that uh, I think he wants you to just say Paul Gallen, but <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. know. Like he's, I, I don't know. He's, he's in like, I don't know. I, I don't really lose sleep over Paul Gallen. Um. <laughs> Do you guys have any vicious feuds with with other other cheer squads? No, excluding the no, one that you just, that's just begun. Now, mainly now. Yeah, now, so mainly. I mean, now it's on. Yeah. That's, a, that's um, the worst no. thing. Now it's on, and you, and you leave before it gets fun. And, you it's, know, all, it's a bit awkward. And you get to, actually, you get to have, have quite, knife fights and stuff at games. And It was quite nice, the game. Everyone was getting along nicely, and then it's just like, oh, that's a bit awkward. But no, you were saying they'd like, be interested beforehand, like, though, too, and a bit smart. No, like, not, not really. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. What I told oh, sorry, you. I just but, okay, um, sorry. So I threw you under the bus. <laughs> Actually, no. She said they were fantastic, and they loved. And they were hugging each other, and everyone and loves everyone. Doing, doing plaits um, in each other's hairs and stuff. It was great. No, there isn't. But we don't. We don't like Dylan Walker. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> what a beautiful man. About it. That's about it. We don't like him. The, ba- the baby-faced assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Do not like him. <laughs> um, okay. So then, uh, Super Grover Four. He said, uh, "Who, if you if you come along on um, Grand Final Day, uh, you'll you'll meet him." Um, oh. Yeah, he's, uh, he'll be wearing. He, last year he was wearing a purple suit and everything. He's a Storm fan. Comes oh, up from Melbourne him. and yeah, he was wearing a purple suit. Looked like some kind of mm-hmm. pimp from a Starsky and Hutch or something. <laughs> like it was amazing. Um, he said uh, apparently Manly lost because they spent all night looking at Ask Nat and forgot how oh, to play apparently. footy. And Penn blames Nat for Mad Monday ambush. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> all your fault. That was our plan all along. <laughs> 
this is why you bring a brain, a brain cheerleader down. in, so you can create these Machiavellian schemes. To, uh... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's all we thought about. The whole, you know, that's all we did at training for four hours. We just thought, how can we make this happen? Yeah. And, you know, it worked, didn't it? <laughs> if that was serious, though, it would have been bring back the cat suits, though. Let's try. Let's, yeah, that's, we yeah. can't do anything yeah. with the infants going out, let's be honest. All right, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not look like professional, you know, cheese, cheese squad or anything. Let's, yeah. let's exactly. go like a cat If we brought again. back the cat suits, yeah. then maybe, yeah. yeah. But, um. uh, Toto TV said, uh, can you please not say that Broncos will definitely win this weekend? Oh, God, they, they're going to win. There's no chance in hell. Have you seen their odds? Like, there's no way. They never lose on Friday night at Suncorp. They're so used to it. They're, they're going to win yeah. so much. And Darius Boyd's back. Just going to walk in, beat us, walk out. Like, it's going to be easy as, you know, we're just going there. We're just turning up, really. You're, like. you're basically in a post-training session for their game against the Storm. So if you're actually serious, exactly right. if, Penrith was, if Penrith was a legit club, that actually cared about the sport of rugby league, they would try and play this week and like try and be Melbourne Stormish in their play to give the mm-hmm. Broncos a better chance to win the week after, right? Exactly, just so just so Melbourne Storm don't win, you know? Exactly. So the good um, of rugby league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're just rocking up, really. I don't. Um, no one expects us to win. Like we're just going because we have to. We can't forfeit, so we're going. Exactly, that'd be a bad look. Yeah, Greenberg absolutely. Could probably so find you and blame you for all the rugby league's problems if you did that. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, now, now we finished. Now we finished playing around. I mean, like honestly, the um, the Broncos winning the premiership or the Storm are both equally as bad for rugby league, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk Absolutely. about Storms being the only ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's unfortunately not going to be up because we uh, yeah we're going to have a bit of a get together before the game because there seems to be a lot yeah, of people, a lot of listeners that are that are going going along to this game. Um, yeah. But best of luck. Cheer hard at home. You. Do you think they'll dress up? Do you, do you think they'll they'll dress up um, some showgirls in the? Pan- no, they're not doing that. No, no, no absolutely not. <laughs> I would have I, I would have killed someone if, if they sent our uniforms up by the girls. No, no. <laughs> you just you, you, you hear it. You, oh, you get word, you get wind of it that's going to happen, and you, you you quickly head down to Pantherettes HQ and grab the clothes and just and just burn all the uniforms. You know, you know how there's like streakers during games. It won't mm-hmm. be streakers. It'll be us. Just in normal clothes, just running the feed, <laughs> field, storming the impersonators to make sure it doesn't happen. So no, ripping out their happen. extensions <laughs> and having a good old fashioned. Make sure you life. let me know if that happens. If they've gone, like if that's gone under underneath me and actually is <laughs> girls in our outfits, you tweet me straight away. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on the next flight up straight away. <laughs> you might not, you, yep. you might not quite make it in <laughs> time, but. <laughs> Oh, I will make my presence known regardless. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, well, you just start tw- you just start tweeting at Greenberg. I mean, he'll block you because I mean, like he blocks everybody. But um, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll make sure I'm nice so he doesn't block me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there, oh, there's been there's been incidents in the past. <laughs> Greenberg with, bestie. Yeah, with Greenberg. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a sense of humour. Um, Good time. Yeah, but um, best of luck for the team. It's a shame that you can't be there for it. Um, hopefully, yeah. they can survive until next week and you get a free trip down to Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. And, and um, something more to talk about for a week. I just like being there. I don't even yeah. care that if we end up, you know what I mean? I just like being in the competition still. Just part still. of it on the sideline. So, huh? Just on the sideline, just being part of it all. Yeah, I'd love to go down. Uh, Melbourne would be a bit, probably not the funnest actual experience. I remember last year we were all excited for Canberra and we got down there and it was actually the worst thing ever because not one person in that stadium wanted us there because there were so many Canberra fans. Um, And we just felt so, like, unwelcomed and so, like, they did a great job, the Canberra fans. Um, We just felt it was awful. Um, And then we lost as well. So it probably wasn't the best actual experience. Um, But 
the concept of it is great. So <laughs> hopefully we can. In theory, you could have a nice day in Melbourne and then the game. <laughs> lead up. I'll be really excited until the actual game. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right then. Uh, thank you very much for for climbing uh, out of out of, literally out of your grave from your horrendous yes, the, the, horrend, the horrendous man flu that you've got at the moment. Yeah, because it's so much worse yep, than a regular no one. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks horrible. for joining us. And hopefully, we'll be uh, chatting next week, and uh, you'll be still you'll still be happy. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, previews for this week. The second semi-final, they call it, although it's played chronologically first. The Broncos take on the Panthers at uh, Friday evening at Suncorp Stadium. Home time slot, home field, home day for the Broncos. The Broncos uh, possibly, potentially, may have Darius Boyd in there. It's hard to know how much is Ducks and Drakes and you know wishful thinking and versus all that sort of thing. Yeah. But he's he's training with them, but to what extent I don't know. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr. retweeted Israel Folau's tweet. So. Ah, oh, okay. So um, you you excellent human. I uh, hope you stay on the reserves list. Panthers, no changes. So um, they've learned they've learned to not bring any of the uselessness back into the. What's the st- what's the story with uh with Brown? Was he actually injured? I don't ever want to see him. I'm not a conspiracy theory kind of person, but I wonder about I wonder about those injuries. <laughs> I really do. I just it's I just feel it's like it's a it's an underhanded way for the coach. Like it's like a coach who can't break bad news to players. Like so they just go, he's like, he goes to the fucking physio physio and he's like. Tell him he's got a fucking torn. <laughs> because yeah. he because he because he just can't he can't do that he can't look into their eyes and tell them that they're dropped and for the game because they're fucking liabilities yeah. and then and see the fucking you know the hurt come back at him. Um, honestly, if the Bron- I, I just feel like the Broncos at home in their preferred time slot with or without Boyd, they're certainly going to be in that situation where they're like just. Angry, you know they lost last yeah. week, and I, I think Ben Hunt's the danger. Well, he's—I mean, no matter what, he always—you know—he always is going yeah. to be, you know. From the forwards' perspective, Brisbane's pack's been disappointing. I think they need like probably another big body. However, my, my worry there is I, I haven't seen this Penrith forward pack do that two weeks in a row. Like they had a massive yeah. game against the Cowboys, yep. where they stood up and and really dominated their yep. forwards, um, but then were just run over yep. by Manly and and I think Brisbane, while they don't have the biggest or most dominant forward pack in the game, you know as, as you said earlier, they're better at taking smaller advantages. So mm-hmm. they they probably don't need their forwards to do as much. And and the entirety of their pack. Has represented at some level, you know, mm. as so you know, incredible experience and and so on. Yeah, so and this well, is their shit, you know, finals well, games. I think the only way that Penrith win this game is to really take Brisbane into an arm wrestle. Because, like I said, that you know the the Roosters got out to a lead, and then weren't ready for Brisbane to come back at them. Yep. So I think if it is just eighty minutes of grind, then then Brisbane don't get to to really 
pounce yep. on an unsuspecting young group of men. So, <laughs> And pleasing for the Panthers if they can keep it close. Um, Jared Sutton and Adam G are the the, the, the combination. It's a, and, like, you know, it's no Perinara, but, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a winning team for them. So um, the winner, of course, will progress to get uh, annihilated by the Melbourne Storm next Friday night. Yeah, look, for, for Penrith to, to go through undefeated as they will to the grand final, um, they'll have to beat Brisbane in Brisbane, Melbourne in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And then fucking whatever group of degenerates comes through the other side. <laughs> um, but, you know, at, at this stage of the year, just the way they handled themselves last year, uh, last week, I think I think this has been a, a successful entry into the finals. Oh, it has to be, yeah, considered a success. Like the, uh, talking about, like you know, like you, you set your goals and everything at the start of the season, um, and I would like to think, in a perfect world, that every team's goal is the first goal is to make finals the Sharks this year they probably would have set their goal would have been to you know top four or top two and and you know then the next guy after that is you know defend the you know repeat the you know Penrith obviously pumped up make finals but I think they probably would have been thinking you know their first goal might have been you know top four yeah that would have been revised by a terrible start and everything or terrible most of the season to be honest and then so it would have been revised like if we make finals it's a, it's a, you know, it's a win. win. So I think they've probably got a past season. Manly, I mean, media-wise, they're like, oh, they're going to get a spoon. So their their opening thing would have been mm-hmm. the finals. And then I think at halfway of the season, you would have had to revise that and say, you know, whatever. So I think their season, you know, with, with secondary goals is, is a failure. But um, but start of the season goals, they probably like you know achieved more than they expected, or yeah, you know, I don't I'm know. Sure. But um, next. The first semi-final, the Eels take on the Cowboys, ANZ Stadium, Saturday evening. The Eels, unchanged, which is fucking hilarious considering fucking, um, oh, what's the motherfucker's name? Alvaro. Yeah. Legitimately, Elbow. not with the ball, a dude's tailing him. After the play stopped, a guy's walking after him, barking at him, and, and he swung an elbow directly. What the fuck do you have to do? <laughs> to get suspended for throwing a fucking elbow at a dude. He knew he was there. He did it on purpose. It wasn't like a lifting arm in a tackle. But if it had been, he probably would have got suspended for that. If, But you know what? Again, he, here is the fucking cuck NRL. Yep. Oh, no, we can't do this because it's finals. It's just an extension of putting the whistle the whistle away in the last two minutes of a game. Yeah. Unless you're Paul Gallon. But Seriously, Todd Greenberg, let me do an experiment. Let me fucking punch you in the face. Yep. With just a hook, let's get you right in the cheekbone. Then, with my right elbow, let me fucking el- let me fucking hit you on the on the other cheekbone with the elbow. And you watch where the fucking blood comes from, mate. This is my whole thing. The, the judiciary and penalties and all of this shit, yep. right? They're supposed to be deterrents. Yep. Right. People respond to incentives. Yep. But they're positive incentives. Good job, you've yep. done well. Here's some money or whatever. Yep. Bad incentives, naughty boy. Suspension, in the corner, fine, whatever. Yep. Put the lotion on the skin. But now that would be something I could get behind. <laughs> now tell uh, me when you're that's dropping, a great five tackle. Um, so I'm sorry now, but a serial killer is going to wear your skin for a suit. <laughs> <laughs> when you're driving down the road and yep. the Mister Officer, Mrs. Officer waves you down and says you were speeding do you have any excuse yep have you ever tried one 
Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, did you get out of it? No. Yeah. I got a quality laugh out of it, but I didn't get out yeah, of it. Fantastic. <laughs> I think it was, uh, it was in the, the World Cup, like about mid to, you know, when Australia yeah. got to the, like, the, the quarterfinal against Italy or whatever, and I was speeding down Gimpy Road, got pulled over um, just before Roadie Road, like that chemist warehouse or whatever, you yeah. know, he was there, and, um, and, and he's gone, you know, did you know you were doing, you know, whatever, and I said, no, 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 I didn't, but... Um, I'm just trying to get home just to get a couple of hours sleep before the World Cup final. He's just like laughed. He's like, good try, but no. So we've got soccer records going back to then. Yeah. yeah. There was another time when I was actually like, when the fines weren't as much, like probably around year 2001 or something like that, where the fines weren't as excessive. Because now they, you get fucking stung pretty hard for, for a speeding thing. But back when, you know, if you're like, you know, 10K over or whatever, you know, you get hit with like 100 bucks or 120 bucks or something like that. And like a point, I didn't give a fuck about that. Up, I, yeah, up to thirteen was seventy nine dollars on one point. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was nothing. And so when I was when I was working at West End and living at Maricopat, I would just fucking cane through Highgate Hill with cl- zero abandoned, zero fucking zero care in the world. And then yeah. once, one time, they got me. And he's pulled me over, and I've just went out the window. He's like, "Sir, you blah blah." So let me stop you there. I said, "Congratulations, you got me this time. Well done, sir." You won this round. You so many times that you yeah. haven't. And then I used to say, look, you know, if I have to pay seventy nine dollars in a three three year period, I think it was, if I had to pay if I had to pay like seventy nine dollars to get to my destination fifteen minutes faster every time I took a trip, well, that's fucking that's fine. I'm happy to pay that price. That's terrible fucking economics, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> fucking terrible economics. Mate, I was a busy man. But- that fifteen that, that added up to that added up to hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Stop it! And it only had to add up. It didn't even have to add up to one hour to be worth my time, like actual rate. <laughs> so that was fine. <laughs> uh, but what I'm trying to get to is, it, it just needs to again take all of the shit out of it. If you make contact with a player's head with your fist, arm, elbow, whatever, this is the penalty. No more of this unnecessary. He was turning around. He was this. He was that. If you want people to stop fucking doing it, make the incentive strong enough that they will stop themselves doing it. Yep. You've got cameras fucking everywhere. No more of this judiciary shit where they get to come in and fucking play Judge Judy. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah, I've got a fucking legal representation to come in and talk about precedence and this, that, and the other. Yeah, no thanks. Yep. You've hit someone with your elbow. This is what comes out of it. You made contact with a player's head and a tackle. This mm-hmm. is what comes out of it. Yep. No more intent, neglect, whatever, just fucking. Well, see the bang, whole intent bang, bang, thing. Bang, I mean, that's why they got careless. They're like, yeah, okay. I acknowledge you didn't want to KO that guy with that swinging arm and that yeah. tackle. I acknowledge that. But you know what? But no, that's fuck it off and take it out of the picture. We're not even talking about your intent. You've done it. Yeah. So what you need to do is go and make sure that you don't do it. Yeah. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, and I'll say you didn't intend to do a hundred through a school zone. Mm-hmm. But what you're going to do next time is make sure that you yeah. feathering your brakes a little. It's just it just seems so. It's just yeah. it's so NRL to ban punching, and then to come out and then to then to eventually add slapping to the list when they're forced to, Ugh. and elbows. He didn't even have to answer anything for it. No. Didn't even like, and like, unbelievable, unbelievable, yeah. and uh, that's like the second elbow, you know, decent elbow that's gone away. In like the last like, what three weeks, so um, you know, I'd, eels unchanged. Anyway, the Cowboys eels unchanged. I I think a the Cowboys are off the back of a big game, 
I think they're going to actually be better mentally prepared for this game than the Eels will be. And this game will come down to if the Eels fuck themselves out of it or not. I just wonder if the Eels, though, I mean, you don't go into a game expecting to lose, but I just wonder if they, you know, they sort of had, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a, a soul-crushing, unexpected result. No. To lose to Melbourne in Melbourne. Not at all. So. And now, if they go up against this Cowboys team and invite them back into the game, because that's exactly what Cronulla did, mm-hmm. they have the ability to, to put a few points on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on, on that note, I'm looking forward to seeing a couple of fucking tired old white men getting absolutely annihilated by semi. So. <laughs> um, you know some weird shit, man. <laughs> Why is that? Look, I'm going to go to the Eels. The Eels is a safe bet. Yep. Uh, however, my my position now is chaos. Bring me chaos. Bring it all to me. I want to see fucking monumentally bad decisions. I want to see crazy Blake Ferguson trying to throw 40-20s inside and getting picked up and scored. Just give me the mayhem. I want to see calamitous fucking mistakes. I want to see incredible acts of skillful genius. Just bring me the mayhem. I don't know what happens in in the Eels versus Cowboys scenario. I'm not sure where that comes in, but uh, fucking give me, give me all of it. Um, you just want the NRL to be the fucking subprime housing market of contact sports <laughs> uh, and the, the winner of that one goes on to face the Roosters uh, for the grand final uh, spot on that side of the draw And that is full time for episode 272. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Uh, don't be put off by, by Jay's talk about Twitter locking you down if you, <laughs> yeah, you get too followy or whatever in the, in the yeah, early, in the early going. Just don't be fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Do not fucking send us Snapchat captured videos of you with a fucking crazy filter fucking a sign. I feel, I feel embarrassed that I have to say that. I'll put a caveat on that. Yeah, I'll accept those if he's actually singing. Um, I saw the sign by space, space <laughs> as he's doing it. Yeah, you you know you you know what you've done, right? <laughs> oh, I'm fucking sending it to you. I'm texting it to you next time. No, I'm no, no, you've done. You did this. Blocked. You did this. <laughs> Uh, reviews. Now we're talking about reviews. It's funny earlier on in the show, I was saying you know, some you know they need a, a negative review to go through the person's history. Blah blah blah. Look, I'm 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 not about that fucking that that ASIO life anymore. I just can't be fucked. We got a review from someone. Me me. That's M and then a half a dozen E's and another M and a couple of E's. Four stars. Twilling decline. Listen to this podcast for five years now. Still enjoy it, but find it is now over bloated. Latest episode is over three hours. I'm skipping over it more now. Maybe it's me and my busy lifestyle, but I think the show needs to summarize things a bit more. Still, you guys do a great tell it how it is podcast. Well, I hate to break it to you, but the running time of this episode is looking rather long. <laughs> this is being read out currently at... At two hours and 29, but I haven't dropped the stuff in for that yet, so it's probably about 2.49 at this stage, so we're coming up on three hours, but maybe, hey, if we don't cross that three-hour threshold, maybe you're... Uh, mm. Okay, now we've got one from James Whetstone uh, from England. He sent us a screenshot over because it is... Uh, 
they do go, you know, slip past us sometimes, those are the ones in the English iTunes store. Fuck, this review will take us over fucking three hours. Yeah, the seven asterisk stages of Twill. Shock and denial. Upon hearing that, your team is shit and your heroes are cunts. You reason that these guys are cockheads and know nothing of rugby league. Next stage, pain and guilt. When you start to realise they actually might be right. Anger and bargaining. You realise that all other rugby league media are fake news and this is the one true pod. And uh, depression, reflection, loneliness. Stockholm Syndrome is taken home and you endlessly tweet the show hoping the hosts actually like you, really like you. The upward turn. You're welcomed into the greatest community of all time, Twill Nation. And finally, acceptance and hope. In the end, you come out of this experience an all-round better human. Join us at This Week in League. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Nice. Um now, what's next? Oh, tipping. Of course, Supercoach is done and dusted. Uh, tipping. Lynn, I am winning, is still winning. She uh, she got two out of uh, out of four this week and has 137 points. Mad Dog in second. Lynn, you keeping, tip, you keeping tipped time. with your heart, not with your head. 136. And now the competition is officially a two-horse race because Hebby Nova's three points back. Despite, well, he jumped up to that position. He was uh, down the bottom of the top ten, and now he's jumped up into third. But he's three points behind second. So, what, we got two points on offer this week, two next week, one. So, so if, it's he, just, if he gets two points and they get no points... Yeah, but they've got to get no points, and that's the trick, isn't it? Well, you know, if they tip Brisbane, it's it's possible, but that still doesn't get him. That's that's still two points behind the lead. So then he's got the next. So he has to yeah. get every game right from now on, and they have to get every game wrong. So I mean, it's possible. Well, it's that, unlikely. Yeah, you know, I guess it's like a a team in the finals now. You can't say that it's impossible for any of them to win it. Well, you know, you, you could. You may even be right, but um, a lot of people on one thirty three. Uh, Heavy Nova, DSAP, uh, Pud99, Kylie, Thakos, Matthew Brella, and then back to TBI Dragons and Fabs on 132, rounding out the top 10. Um, someone, Matthew Brella, he was fucking, he was a contender. And he got zero for the last round gone. Is that just forgot to put the tips in? or? Uh, no, because, well, let me think. No, because you get a certain number of away teams at which the Cowboys, Penrith... Mm. Would have qualified as two free points, I guess. Fuck, that's rough um, if you're worse than auto-tipping. Yeah, that's right. I'm not sure what the auto-tipping set up for the finals. So maybe they just don't give you any. Mm. But, um, yeah, not not good, not good. Um, so, yeah, I'm still going to say two-horse race. May the best person win, and uh, that's all we've got time for. Well, you know what? We've actually got fucking time for heaps. Apparently, we're not allowed to go for over three hours anymore. What do we do? Do, do we start doing twill zero? And it's just like we just uh, cut out sections and put it on. Well, you know what? They're not always going to be this long. I no, mean, there was not. a lot to talk we, we had a lot to talk about in the refs, news Ref's fault in depth. And That's, we haven't really gone on about ref's fault before. No, I mean, there hasn't really been a need to because it hasn't become this thing. Because it hasn't lot, directly affected you. Well, it, it, <laughs> excuse me, sir. It has affected several. What, what was Manly's final record? There was like six losses? Well, it's happened at least six times this year. <laughs> so how fucking dare yeah. you? No, but it hasn't been a big thing with, you know, old Baldy fucking getting up, getting all weepy about it and shit, so... Um, well, there you go. Me, and me. also that new... Th- and also the new thing where all of a sudden it's like this fucking hipster, you know, the new black is to, you know, like, say, it's not cool. It's not cool to rest fault anymore. How fucking dare you rest fault? It's hipster to hate. Yeah, but now they're hating rest fault, which is like a hating thing in the first, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they the judge. It's a perpetual cycle of hate. That's a, It's the thing about... You know, being hipster, they just they want to deconstruct the world and pull it down. You know, <laughs> anarchy, chaos, all one nation voters too. 
Hipsters? Yep, every single hipster. Oh, I, I, I want to say there's a heavy, the heavy, heavy quotient of fucking Greens voters there, right? Surely. Yeah. yeah. That's not one Asian. But they're also fucking high on self-importance. Yeah. So yep. just, you know, refs fault and let refs fault. Who would fucking buy one of those bikes that don't have gears, though? Those ones look like a, a racer, but they only got they, they, they only have the one gear. I, I rode, um, I did a run from the Gold Coast back to Brisbane one day. Yeah. There was three of us. Yeah. And one poor cunt was on a fixie. <laughs> and the worst thing is, you, you still have to move going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> and there were three fucking times. So it's like cartoon fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kev. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why do it to yourself? No, don't buy fixies. Yeah, don't buy fixies. So support your fellow rugby league don't, people. Don't fucking carry on about you know. Don't don't posture about fucking ref's fault if you're not prepared to fucking suit up and head down to the sideline for, for a junior game. Yeah. And tell little fucking Trevor's dad, yeah. who's fucking a lieutenant for the Comancheros, <laughs> that he can't call the referee a cunt. Yeah. You tell him that. And then if your arms aren't broken, you can come on Twitter and That's talk it. about how fu- and talk about how cool it is not to rest fault. Hundred mm. percent. It would almost be. I mean, like I don't want to fucking put results on the teams and stuff like that. I don't want to wish defeat on anybody. But it would be fantastic for like this week for, I guess, the Cowboys mm. to be absolutely fucking robbed, a gridiron pass on a winning try, or something like that. Just to give everyone a taste. Look, I, I am happy for fucking Penrith to anal teams all the way to a premiership <laughs> based yeah, on the fact that the NRL need rugby league in Western Sydney. <laughs> Look, it's you and the Eels at the moment, so yeah. it's like last man standing. Who's going to take out the GWS? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard on the radio, the, the, what was it on Triple M or something down in Sydney, they were trying to, they, were, they put the call out, they were offering listeners free, free tickets to, to the GWS and they were knocking them back on air. Really? Yeah. So I don't think there's much fucking problem. Yeah, out. I don't think there's a problem out there. Um, yeah. Well done, rugby league. <laughs> yeah. You're all beautiful people. That's all we got time for this week. See you next week. Talk to you next week. Unless we see you Friday night. See you Friday night, Hotel LA. Don't forget to RSVP for the fucking um, grand final day stuff as well. And uh, I think that's all the homework people had. So do that. Make our lives easier, and we'll see you on Friday night. Nice one. Out of here.
Watch my holy flaps Take a big flap Take my foldy flaps My Terry folds My foldy holds And my Terry flaps Gotta grab my Terry flaps Grab my Terry flaps Squeeze my holdy folds Hold my goldy folds Grab my foldy tolls Ever wanna hold a Terry fold? I got one right here. Grab my Terry flap, squeeze it. Grab it, squeeze and tug on my Terry flap. Hey, I wanna take you to the Terry fold dance. Wanna come with me? You can grab my holdy folds, and squeeze them tight. You son of a bitch, suck my holdy flappy folds. Lick my flappy foldy holds. My Terry flaps in your mouth. Suck my flaps, you piece of shit. Stupid dumb motherfucking bitch. Hey, grab my Terry flaps. Gonna eat those toldy folds. I got a couple of Terry fold flaps. I got a flappy foldy flap. I'm gonna go take you to food. Gonna eat, then we're going to the Terry fold dance. You and me, we're gonna go to the Terry fold place. It's gonna be a night out. Gonna have a real fancy time. 